You're listening to Around Comics, episode 239, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Netflix. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week a revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. And Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. Chicago. If you are in the area, you should certainly drop on by. Hey We're not. Well, We're not. I'm what? Just saying you don't have to. If you- well, you should. If you got other well, stuff going on. Yeah, if you got yeah. something important. It's summer, I understand. <laughs> Weather's nice. It's like a barbecue game. or something. I didn't even want to come here tonight. I know. Welcome to, back. And I'm on the show. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm Christopher Neesman. When we get you introduced to uh, this week's panel, first of all, welcome back, Sal. You had uh, you were barbecuing with the family last time we recorded. Yeah, I went to the zoo and hung out with my sister who was in town. My uncle from Texas was in town. So, yeah, I... Don't, me- don't mess with Texas. You didn't the, mess with him, did you? How were the cougar fights, like the live mountain lion fights? No, no, it was it was it's tame. The, the craziest thing was just poker. We play a lot of poker. So. Yeah, but it was with like ninja stars, those chips and <laughs> There's stuff. There's guns right? on the table usually. Yeah, yeah. guns. <laughs> and a lot of nah, knives, a lot of drugs, and who knows what else? But yeah, and, and I just kids, want to make it clear: kids, lots and lots of lots kids. Lots of kids. Lots of. <laughs> we keep them out of the garage. You know, uh, I am not Sal Abinati. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm going to do that every episode now because. I have people emailing me asking me about Atomica. And yeah, you're like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't. And people no keep idea, saying but... that we should have you back on the show. <laughs> oh, hilarious! Yeah, evidently. When it's Sal, three and a half years, it was I, nobody knew my name, and <laughs> Sal Abenetti comes on, and I'm the funniest guy in podcasting. Yeah, now. great it's, shit stories. Yeah, I was gonna say as long as you don't shit yourself, you're fine. <laughs> you should ride it out as coattails and do interviews on other shows. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, actually. I think they'd catch on eventually. Sa- Sal might Sal- 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 quite enough. <laughs> oh God, to, to Sal- really pull it off. Sal might pay you to do some of those interviews <laughs> no so you should check no, in. that's no, uh, you uh, work that material somewhere mr tom caters hi hello how are you good to see you again good to I, see i've you seen you well. a couple times this week we keep bumping all into the time other. i know i'm following i'm stalking you <laughs> okay <laughs> things got weird yeah it was yeah. weird to see you outside my window but i mean <laughs> whatever i chopped I, it up to coincidence it's not the first time <laughs> can i get you anything time. would you yeah. like some coffee tom uh and Turn our guest the lights our guest this week is uh uh old friend of the show dating back to whenever you gave us some good pub in the in the newspaper he is a comic book fan uh journalist writer uh mr robert k elder hey how you doing hey thanks for having me that's good to have you yeah yeah um we'll, we'll get into some of this later but uh if you're interested in uh, in tracking down some of robert's work you can find him uh it's been announced you are uh, a contributing editor editor at wizard magazine yep, now yep. and uh stop smiling as mm-hmm. well and which is a really cool publication yeah i yeah, actually yeah. Uh, uh looked through some of their stuff at the printer's row book fair a couple weeks ago yeah yeah it's a good group of guys i'm mm-hmm. uh, interviewing uh, directors for them 
Very cool. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've done uh, you've done a lot of uh, uh, interviews through your work in, in newspapers and magazines. Um, uh, we found out through trading some emails that that you, like I, am a uh, a big Soul Coffee and Mike Doty fan. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and you had you had like, like a great couple of weeks there of uh, of musical intros. So you oh, had like see. Rage Against the Machine, Soul Coughing. Chris is just going to use this as fuel <laughs> to keep. <laughs> Somebody liked it. Let's keep going. Yeah, here Not we go. Not that I have a problem well, with soul coughing. Well, but. Well, well, I was telling Krista before we we uh, hit the record button that uh, both of our wives think they uh, they married lesbians. <laughs> Which oh, is like a lot of little fair material. Not, like. not not so much, but I will admit to like owning. Like Don't some. do it. <laughs> Don't do it. This shit lasts forever. There, there, on a this will be out there for the rest <laughs> of your life. life. There, so, there, there is an Enya CD in your collection, no, isn't there? No, no. Uh, I'm just, I'll, I'll just say I'm a very, very sensitive man. Okay. All right. Saying. Sarah yeah, McLaughlin. Gravy. I, I, one one uh, album okay, I love. Cool. I love. <laughs> well, um, speaking of music, uh, we're going we're gonna to man up a little bit this week. This was uh, I actually sent out a, a, a tweet on Twitter for some music suggestions. And uh, thanks to Wida. That's uh, mm. W-H-Y-D-A for suggesting Jane's Addiction. So Jane's, oh, Addi- yeah. Jane's Addiction is this week. Bullshit, I suggested that like three weeks ago. <laughs> well, I give you credit Wide all the up. time. Hey, as long as we play three days, I don't care. Okay, yeah, I can yeah, I can yeah, work that yeah. I can work that in. Now, are you guys going to go see them at Lollapalooza this year? No, that's staying clear. I'd have to kill someone. First of all, well, well, <laughs> Lollapalooza say, is no. awesome, but I, I am not in my 20s anymore, yeah. and I don't know how there are so many 20 and young 30-year-olds out there that can drop like $150 on a music fest. It's expensive. Yeah, but it's like three days. It's I don't want to music for three days. I honestly <laughs> yeah, don't. me too. I'm sorry. Give me a good uh, like four hours. I'm fine for uh, you know a summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, just, I can't do it. That, I, I'd, I'd kill someone. And it usually happens over like Wizard World Chicago it, weekend. It, it is. This is this is the big. Uh, you know, I, I should go. You know, I, I work with those guys now, and I, I play poker with them every year. And uh, like you know, Animal Collective is playing bunch of bands that i love and so i'm like okay if i time that and then i can leave and make the poker game and so it's, it's this big ethical <laughs> well i remember a couple years ago tom you you didn't really go on saturday you went on like friday and then you were off to Lollapalooza. i went to see the flaming lips yes ah. the day they played so yes. but i only went for one day i can't handle three days three, yeah even though, let's lunatics. talk about how old we are it yeah, is, it's it is not old I, it's just it is i hate me. people yeah, i hated well, people too. i hated people when i was younger I'm old and grumpy that's not a new yeah. thing that i gained as i got older i've always hated people yeah. yeah i used to deal with it better when i was younger yeah yeah, yeah i didn't have any choice this has know, turned like into I, the old man podcast so yeah. well and i, I, what I about this digital tv conversion <laughs> 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 You know, it really I, I, rubbed me the wrong way. I'll tell you. I will say though, I mean, I've been listening to the show since I, I did the piece for the Chicago Tribune. You know, what, about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you again. And, oh no, no, no. That's, that was just my job, but but uh, it's just my my beat. But um, so I had been a regular listener, and uh, I only met Chris before, and not these guys. And I know there are pictures up somewhere, but you never quite really know. You know what the show looks like. <laughs> like it's, very, it's really impressive. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, sad. Really. Well, and, and because I had listened, you know, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is, it is, but 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 uh, you know, uh, I I always envisioned Tom as looking like Tom Servo. Because you like yeah, robot, kind of yeah, does. yeah. Well, and and, and I was surprised, and actually, 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 Brian looks more like Crow T Robot. 
than I, I, could I thought. See. I look like a robot, though. The bearded Either robot. Either way, the, a bearded <laughs> so, robot. Sort of a Muppet. He does a mean robot. Oh, okay. On the dance floor. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, anyway. If this was a video cast, I'd be dancing through the S- whole thing. actually put some video up on YouTube of well, about three minutes of our intro from one of the last episodes, and it kind of freaked some people out, especially our UK listeners didn't know quite how to take really? the, yeah, the visual What were they expecting? Yeah, what? Um, I think... Matt Matt Burden uh, said he expected the uh, the shelves to be made of gold here. <laughs> oh, like it's America. That's, plat- that's yeah. like that's, the that's land that's of opportunity. That's, yeah, it's uh, off uh, bronze. Yes, it's it's black painted plastic. You don't have shop. pictures of your queen everywhere. We don't have a queen. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we don't have one. I'm sorry. No, no queen. Well, welcome, Robert. Thank it you, it is you. it is a pleasure to have you here. Unless uh, the comic book queer guys show up, then we have. Oh, Animal. then it's fabulous. Ooh, then then the place, and then we have Pink. Pink. Yeah, yeah. Pink. Well, and then then the show immediately t- becomes fabulous. Yeah, as, as Steve tells me. So um, need to I, f- I, fab up the show a little bit. And you know what else is fabulous? No, uh, InStockTrades.com. Yes, sir. How did I know that was coming? <laughs> We're waiting for the trade. Has never been easier. InStockTrades.com yeah. offers a huge selection <laughs> of collected editions you need. InStockTrades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices and remember that all orders over $50 do in fact ship for free we need to punch up that script yeah we need need, need to talk to need to talk to to Cameron which uh, this will come out beforehand Uh, if you are in the Chicagoland or Northwest Indiana or Central Indiana uh, on July 11th I believe at uh, Discount Comic Book Services home store in Fort Wayne Indiana they're having their guessing they're having yeah (laughs) it's Fort Wayne Um, they're having their 10th anniversary sale on July 11th and it'll be very similar to their free comic book day sale uh 90% off dent and scratch trades oh. and uh mm. 10 cent back issues oh, wow so uh so if you're in in the midwest it may be worth a uh, head down you don't there. own enough stuff <laughs> yeah and, and go and get it <laughs> i think th- i think they're going to have go some some, uh, stuff. some you going uh, down there i'm thinking about it how, there's going to be a drive how far uh, drive it's about 2 two and a half hours from chicago yeah. it depends on if you get uh, pa- uh behind some farm equipment <laughs> you know, it's uh, draft, draft it, draft them. <laughs> Dra- yeah, yeah. you're, you're driving a convoy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, CB radios, a bunch of your friends on there. Yeah, get get behind a, a combine. But uh, anyway, that's going to be you go to uh, discount comic book service or I think DCB service DCB service dot com. Um, but also, uh, while we're talking about in stock, our book of the, uh, the our book club since it's not really book of the month, but book our of the book season. our book club episode on Saga of the Swamp Summer. Thing will be coming out at the end of this week. Oh. Probably Thursday, Friday, something like that. Hopefully, but you still have something time. could happen between now and then. Now and when we record, yeah, in about an hour. Never know, but uh, you do. You never know. <laughs> Robert looks like a loose cannon. Nick he does. Have, He's know. got Charles Manson eyes. I, I'm the only Looking, one not drinking. Though. I might twist my ankle. <laughs> like, seriously, like, like the, the, oh, I thought that was a beer. No, it's, it's Spreckers. It's Spreckers. But like, I'm, you know, there's way more beer than I thought. As a, as a casual listener, it well, explains some of Tom's behavior actually. But I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> Tom just I'm, got a sad I usually face on. keep it together. <laughs> I'm Kiss the one that kind of gets out Kiss of hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, I gotta agree on that. But anyway, uh, uh, <clears throat> Saga of the Swamp Thing hardcover volume one is still yes. available in stock trades for forty seven percent off. So That's you can cheap. go in and, and check that out. It's like thirteen dollars and forty cents. So all right, so there you go. It's in stock deal. trades. Yep. And uh, come back on Thursday, Friday for that episode, Sometime. and whenever we reveal my pick for book of the book club of the month club thing, whatever Seasons. it is. 
Yes, Book of the Season Club. Got to find another name for this thing. I know. I know. It's terrible. Latch onto it. All right. We. Yes. Oh, gosh. I got a couple other announcements. All right. Christ. Can we get on with a fucking show? (laughs) Real quick. Don't tell Mark. On June 22nd, if you are in the Chicago area and you are a Buffy the Vampire Sawyer fan, Amber Benson is going to be at Challengers. Who's Amber Benson? Are they paying for these ads? What the fuck? Yeah. Who? I didn't get a check. (laughs) Who's Amber Benson? And on June twenty sixth, was she an extra? One of the one of the vampires. She was a vampire. It's it's Tara. Oh no, she was the yeah Willow's girlfriend. Yeah, she was. Oh okay, uh, lesbian vampire. No, she wasn't a vampire witch. Kind of lesbian witch. Oh, didn't she turn into a werewolf or something? Isn't that redundant? No, that was no lesbian witch. No, it wasn't a werewolf. That was that was Seth Green's other kind of love interest. Oh yeah, God, this is almost as boring as Buffy. All right, so anyway, who's the other one? On the twenty seventh, on the twenty seventh, they're having a cookout with uh, oh, Catherine with Catherine, Catherine. Immerman. Immerman. And is she doing the, the cooking? Uh, no, Pat. She wanted to, but Patrick wouldn't let her. And uh, I but, trust but on the on the twenty sixth, kind of you guys, move. I'm going to be on vacation. Where are you going? I'm going to St. Louis with my. That's it's, not it's, vacation. It's, <laughs> That's oh, zing, St. Louis. <laughs> zing! It's a weekend. A weekend. A, a weekend away. A, a holiday okay. weekend. Uh, but you guys are going to be talking to Catherine. I believe. We are. Yes. We haven't made that decision yet. Okay, I perhaps. Don't know. Tom, do we want to talk to Kathy? Tell me where to go and I'll be there. All right. All right. All right. Well. So the 26th, you guys will be talking to I Catherine guess. I don't even know her. Well, Patrick is... How do you say her name? Imonen? Imonen? Imonen. 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 I got to get that right. There you go. But pa- Patrick is already a uh, uh, volu- volunteer. <laughs> I don't Caddy? know. Caddy? K-I. K-I. But she wrote the... Uh, Patrick's uh, volunteered to do what now? Sit in with you guys. Oh, of course. Of course Patrick wants to sit in. How yeah. much is he paying I don't know. He's not paying... How much does he pay for those ads is what I want to know. We'll have to... It's, it's, a, it's a primer. Chris is I'm getting trying. something. Oh, he's getting some <laughs> hardcover or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right, let's start. Works this, way down to me. this is getting uncomfortable. Let's talk about some comic books. Um, uh, as as Sal said, we uh, we went the last couple episodes not really talking about any specific comics that have been coming out. So let's uh, let's dive right in. Um, Tom, why don't you lead us off? Uh, I want to talk about the Comics Journal from nineteen seventy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A book about old comics. You just bought that today, right? I'm going to. Yeah, it's got some Very sweet nice. interviews in it. Uh, what should I talk about first? Uh, Living the oh, comic books. Oh, is that oh. Savage Dragon I see there? Yeah. You're buying that now? Yeah, me too. Wow. That's I, sweet. Um, let me make my first pick. Uh, JSA Cobra. Yeah. Yeah, let's nice. do it. I'll I haven't read it yet. You haven't read it yet? It's pretty good. Uh, so, so first thing I want to talk about is uh, JSA versus Cobra. Uh, number one, Engines of Faith. <gasps> Uh, I think that's the Scary. title for the part one, Bad Religion. Oh, nice. Uh, it's written by Eric Troutman, who also worked on uh, on Checkmate with Greg Rucka. Mm, right? Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. Did you hear that? <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> uh, pencils by Don Kramer, inks by Michael Babinski. Uh, lettered by Pat Brusso and colored by Art Lyon. And uh, who did the cover? Uh, Gene Haw did the cover. There's a lot of Chicago in this book. There's a ton of Chicago. They're always eating pizza and hot dogs. Like, <laughs> one point, Mr. Terrific is like, no, you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> it's a guy, they got a little What's weird. It was a little, too, it was a little too much Chicago Mustard? in this story. Oh, yeah. Dealing with city corruption. Uh, it, it's, it's a very simple premise. It's the uh, newly revamped criminal organization Cobra, Cobra. which is like an... I don't know. I just want to say it that way. It's a, uh, the cult religion in the DC universe versus the Justice Society of America. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we see it's sort of like some espionage mm-hmm. action between the two. Can uh, I ask you a question? Yeah. Is it uh, is Cobra? Is it? Uh, did they follow in from what Ivan? Yes, yes. Is it's very much that from that. Shot? Yes. Okay. It also follows in from um, Final Crisis Resist, mm-hmm. and like okay. it has lots of threads from all kinds of different stuff going okay, on. Nope. That's and sort of it's sort of focused on Mr. Terrific is sort of the star, I would say, of the. He's the narrator from the JSA side because you have a interesting thing where. You got the narrator who I believe his name is Jason something, whoever the new leader of Cobra is from that one one shot right. that Ivan Brandon did is narrating some of it. And Mr. Terrific is narrating the other half of it. And it's sort of like a lot of uh, machinations against each other, like trying to catch each other off guard. And right. uh, you chess see the justices. Match. Yeah, it's a tra- mental chess match oh. between the two. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, Mr. Terrific, he doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. And so, <gasps> what? Uh, yeah. how, how can and he be a superhero? <laughs> I know, exactly. Well, and he's dealing with communist. a religious <laughs> yeah. communist. Superhero. And facing like a religious cult. So there's all kinds of interesting little tensions like that. And it has very much the flavor of Checkmate in it as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with sort of a lot of secret agent checkmatey stuff going on, like he was in checkmate, right? Yeah, Mr. He's, he's the he's the white well, he's the, yeah. yeah he's the white the white king, which is um, there's uh, the 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 black but, but, the black but side of the black. board. Yeah. Well, the black side, the <laughs> black, the black side of the board that organ that's all ops, and then and then the. Uh, I just need to know if he was in it or not. Yes. I don't need a fucking rundown. And check <laughs> but you get to see the whole Back Justice Society in action, mm-hmm. including Obsidian. You finally get to see Obsidian oh, really? talk really? and do stuff, as opposed to his. He's well, been he, forgotten. He kind of did a little bit in the last JSA issue. Yeah, too. with Jerry Ordway. You never got to see and him. Really, the Don Kramer art looks sharp in this issue. Very this nice. might be some mm-hmm. of the nicest stuff. I've seen him do. But if you liked Checkmate and you lament the loss of Checkmate, this book would definitely mm-hmm. uh, itch that Checkmate scratch. And it is a... Uh, which is it, in a weird place for Chris. It is in a weird place for <laughs> Oh, we don't want to know. We don't want to know where that Somewhere Checkmate right is, guys. Is it, it's a miniseries, right? Six, six, issues. six, six issue miniseries. And, and I'll say, this This might shock you. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, he didn't it's, like it. It's kind of known that I'm I'm a Greg Rucka fan, but I think that... No longer the biggest Greg Rucka that, fan. Apparently. There's apparently. a 500-pound guy. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Greg. <laughs> Actually, I should probably be afraid. Yeah, he might come down on you. He wants to eliminate the competition. If I eat you, I'll gain your fandom as well. (laughs) (laughs) If I eat you, (laughs) I eat your brains, I'll get your fandom. But, uh, you know, I I love uh, Greg's stuff, especially Queen and Country and and a lot of his espionage stuff. But Eric Troutman brought a level of action to Checkmate that we usually don't see in Greg's stuff. So, uh, uh, Eric Troutman's a guy to to watch out for, and he really. He's really. well, I think he understands the 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 action superhero, and uh, he he's got a great grasp on on espionage. So uh, he he and Greg, I think, were a great team on Checkmate. But Eric Troutman showed these. I mean, he's got he's so got basically shots on you're his own. you're turning all your love from Greg into a Troutman. You're, are you he's getting the on the Troutman early, train really. early. He's jumping well, it, on. We've uh, that's safer that way. We've traded emails. Oh, oh no. it's starting. <laughs> run, Eric, run <laughs> as no, fast as you can. What is your address so I can send you some coffee? <laughs> that I've made. <laughs> Are you sleeping? Are you they, they never sleeping? learn. It's we'll amazing. They Facebook never ever trend. learn. They don't. They don't expect. They don't expect that. Tenacity. Starts with Twitter. Mm-hmm. He, he finds the prey on Twitter. Yeah. He uses that and, as you know, just sort of. A, it, it, I've got a big board at home. Yeah. Sturgis, Sturgis, check. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know how you operate. <laughs> I'm going to find you. Uh, and if you like the Justice Society, you'll like it too. It's not I just do. a checkmate. Mm-hmm. You know, it does have a lot of justice. As Power, and, yeah. Girl, Power Girl getting in arguments with Mister. 
terrific. Mm. And what? She talks? Yeah. Really? They all talk. <laughs> they all that, get to talk. There's actually a great scene where where it's like, well, this might be a, this is probably a, a checkmate case, and para, Power Girls like, no, they they attack. You have us no in jurisdiction our, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, they attacked us in our house. So you can't let JSA. someone punk you in your house. Does the JSA have an official jurisdiction with the government? They just go America. America. <laughs> well, but I mean, are they are, the are they are they like government sanctioned? I don't. Is the I, Justice League. The Justice League was right at one point, kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was. I think, I think was. they have green cards. They're, so they're <laughs> legal. I don't think that they're very welcome in Kondak. Well. Just conduct doesn't even exist anymore. It really doesn't. It's just like a the Justice Society. Block. It's also like a. It's like a. You know. It's like an amusement park too. You know. People go visit the brownstone. <laughs> and just, you know, a little the, tour and get a little tour of the brownstone. They're like a club. Out. They're like an. You know. A little yeah. Club that gets together. But I, I did like the part where like the suicide bomber comes up to the JSA building because you know everyone knows where the JSA is. Of course, mm-hmm. someone go someone wanted it. to go attack yeah. the JSA. It's not hard to find them. They're not like huge secret. sign that says yeah. you know. Justice after after our talk with. Sturgis. Or signs in the street saying this way headquarters. After our talk with Sturgis, I was going to crack up if he blew up the brownstone and they just had to surround it in chain link fence. <laughs> keep it safe. <laughs> Got to keep this lot safe. We rebuild the brownstone. Uh, let's hear from our, our guest here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Elder. Do you have anything that you would like to, uh, to uh, chit-chat about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I read uh, uh, Batman and Robin, the Frank Morrison. Or the Frank Morrison. Frank Morrison. Frank they, they've now merged into yeah, one Grant Quietly. <laughs> Grant Quietly, uh, which, which I liked, actually, on a, on a lot of uh, different levels, especially since the, the new Robin, uh, Damien, keeps calling Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, I, I, I love you that. Oh, well, I love it what because a it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful a sort of like <laughs> character-defining thing, mm-hmm. you know? Cause he's, Nobody talks to Alfred. That way, <laughs> leave that sandwich over there, Pennyworth. You worthless. You can curve. go now. You can go now. You brought me my sandwich. Well, he has a sense of entitlement. I mean, he does. Yeah, uh, he's, he's rich. I, he's I a rich assassin like kid. Yeah, come on. He's brought up by a league of assassins, and he's filthy rich and spoiled rotten little brat. And that's how he'd treat you know the servant. I, that, I, you know, I love it. I love no, it. I think it was, I thought it was good. I uh, I uh, I mean, quietly is awesome. The story, I don't know. Did you like the story a lot? I mean, did, the, I villain, it was the villain is the pig. Yeah, pig yeah, face. Yeah. Is it pig, creepy? Pig, pig face? Is that? Yeah, I think just pig. pig. Oh, just pig. Okay. With, with, a, with a Y. Like, yeah. like Cobra yeah. with a K. Pike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to change it up. You got to change it. Pig. So what did you like about it? Um, just the the sense of creepiness, and then I just I just love that sort of postmodern. You know, a, a medium has matured when it starts uh, commenting on itself. So whenever you can change up who's behind the mask and have a reason behind it, um, you know, I'm not one of those people who believes like, oh, you know, we have to bring back Barry Allen. I'm like, didn't he die a, a decent death? Like, do we have yeah, to keep bringing right. people back? <laughs> it wasn't great. Not as good as. I think, we rem- I think we remember it better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think we remember Crisis as a whole a lot better than it was. I, I know, but it's just like I realize they're they're not just characters; they're properties. But do we really need to bring Norman Osborn back? Like, come on! Can, just you know, what's next? Captain Stacy comes back. Yeah, and oh, it'll happen. And he's the Hobgoblin. Like, ugh. ooh. 
Hey, co- co- copyright 2006. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should start writing for Marvel, man. You got all the ideas. You got all the sweet ideas. I don't really care. I mean, I don't care either way. You know, bring somebody back, don't bring them back, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's, just, you know, if it works for a story. I mean, I got to say, the whole Norman Osborn thing, I didn't know he was dead. I don't know how he yeah, came back. Yeah, I didn't back. know he was dead either. I did, yeah, I had no idea he was dead. I didn't know how, he, I don't know how he came back, but um, you know d- what? D- well, just, yeah. It's been a good character it's in cool. the Dark Event. You know, Check Dark out Rain, uh, the Dark Paul Avengers Jenkins stuff. and Umberto Ramos. I don't care. It's, it's out in trade paperback. Return of the Goblin, very good story. Very good story. Oh. And, and I thought the return was metaphorical. I didn't realize it was <laughs> it was actual. It was a literal return. I was like, oh okay. And it's also uh, Ramos artwork, which is which is awesome. But uh, but speaking of artwork, I thought that Frank Quitely, um, not not stretching, you know, different, you know, different it's a muscles. Scratchy, which I liked. It, it was, was like di- different. It's yeah, different, different than his All Star Superman, and mm-hmm. I I I love both. Both versions of of quietly, but he was doing stuff with with type integrated into his mm-hmm. art. Yeah, that yeah. was really Very old school, really kind cool. of uh, yeah, putting splashes and and different things. Uh, you know, the word splash when when something when the car hit the water. I right? like that Dick recognizes Eastern European circus slang. Yeah, <laughs> when he well, goes, yeah. He's like oh, he was in the circus. circus. I know <laughs> circus slang. Name. You can't pull when, that. You know, when I was there him, running age knows. for the Croatians. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice. I was like, ah, of course. He knows the European circus slang. <laughs> of course he does. Uh, I was I was lucky enough to talk to Chip Kid for a couple minutes at the Printers Row Book Fair, and we were talking about uh, talking about Batman and Robin because Chip Kid did uh, the logo for All Star Superman, uh, and and he talked about that, and apparently he has, still has a great relationship with Morrison and, and Quietly, and I, I forget exactly how he described it, but he he said that uh, that. What they're doing with Batman and Robin is kind of a a modern um, bizarro world look at the 1960s Batman TV show. Yeah. So that's where you get the sound effects in there are kind of sure. like the bang and the pow, but but working it into the art. And yeah, I can I, see that. Yeah, well, with this I mean, sort of characters. That was man. the point of All Star Superman, you know, just to have fun with that again and mm-hmm. to go and and that that sort of resurgence resurgence has come back. But uh, it's interesting that it's come back and it's been respected because I think it was so dark for so long. You know, 1989 on, it just had to be dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they brought back some of the science fiction and, you know, let's talk about Superman as an alien again. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. It's fine. We can uh, He loves America. Yeah, Batman a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Flying yeah. Batmobile. Flying Batmobile. Yeah. And that was, that was cool. Uh, it, I, you probably caught it where, where Dick is like, uh, you know, something, you know, I have, I have to take my, you know, tip my cap or whatever to Damien. I, I didn't think it would work looking at your plans. It was Damien that engineered oh, yeah, mm-hmm. fixed the Batmobile right. to fly. And you would have killed to have a Batmobile when he was a kid. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I liked Batman. a flying Batmobile. I liked, I liked that it was kind of. It was just like a straightforward sort of Batman story with new weird evil circus villains. And I anytime you can involve an evil circus in a story, I'm always I'm gonna <laughs> be to there. Go I'm on like, that. Yeah, yeah, on that creepy one. evil circus. Bam! You got, you got me. You got me. And then, well, you know, Batman has pri- arguably the best uh, rogues gallery. I, I know that Tom is very fond of the Flash rogues, and Spider Man obviously has a fantastic rogues gallery. Let's but not dismiss it, Elastic Man's and Elastic Man's. <laughs> but it, it's nice to. You I know, think Tracy has the best rogues gallery well, myself, sure. but you know, he doesn't really count. Well, sure, he newspapers. Does. Sure, no one, read, but, no one no. reads those rags. <laughs> It, it could this, it could have this <laughs> yeah. could have just as easily been a Joker story, but I'm really glad that they said, you know what? What here's a chance to maybe expand the the Rogues Gallery. What well, the, like, the last one was what Hush? 
let quietly yeah, draw and, a toad and, man. And who is Hush? I, I have not cared about that character. I, I've tried it really hard. No, I got I the mean, trade paperback. Uh, I'm like, I, really? I don't know if they've done anything worthwhile with. Is it still it's, his it's a childhood cool, friend? Yeah, it's a cool name. It's a cool name and a cool look. Know. But why should Thomas I care? Something. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, it's I'm just not known soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unknown Soldier looks pretty goddamn but, cool. But you know, though, so. who knows? In three or four years, we may have you know, without even noticing it, Pig may have joined the the great Batman Rogues Gallery. So hopefully, something like that, you know, it becomes you know that that kind of wild and psychotic enough of a character. Was, which that that's all. It was kind of nice Rogues just Gallery, to read like you know? a like a, a Batman story that was just like a Batman story in a way. And yeah, and it tied into the old stuff, but it wasn't like, what's, you know, like who picks up the cowls, Batman going to die. You know, right. it was just like, which has pretty much been Batman for the last two years has yeah. been like, what happens next? It's Batman. Well, exactly. It was yeah. just like this, this here it is, is. the Batman. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Just go here you go. And yeah. just go. And like at the end, you know, you're just like, oh, I want to see them fight an evil circus of weirdos. <laughs> which was, which was kind of weird, like reading that and then reading the latest issue of Batman, which goes back to not. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like it, the Judd Winnick issue, which was fine, but it was just weird. Like, okay, we've already seen Batman and Robin, and now you're telling us how they and got there. The new Batman appeared in the, in the last issue of Booster Gold. Dick oh, Grayson was, yeah, because Booster, uh, they had all the photos. That Batman had of Booster proving that Booster was trying to go back and change time, and Batman agreed not to tell anyone. And then Booster's like, Batman's dead, I need to go get those. And Dick Grayson finds him, and they get into a fight with him in the Batman costume. And then, <laughs> Very good. Uh, I do like how, how, how oh, all the Batman, whether you're, you go from uh, Nightwing to Batman or Robin to Red Robin, you gain mm-hmm. about 40 or 50 pounds of muscle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you're bigger. Yeah. You're bigger. Also, you're huge. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you got it. You got to fill yeah, in that gotta, costume. I, I'm just wondering if they're padded or, you know, <laughs> so I do think, they're doing the roids. I think quite. I, I, it's like, it's like I, Hayden Christensen. Quietly like probably Vader. did the best job yeah, of not making thi- yeah. He's a little thicker, a little heavier, but not like... Like outrageous. Yeah, so, yeah. Like all of a sudden, yeah, he's this huge steroid head muscle yeah, guy. Yeah, some of the other guys, I think, just draw Batman like... It's Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter Batman. who's in there. But no, I thought Quietly did an okay job. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. big. He wasn't like he was a, a little big, smaller than. Yeah. But I think Quietly draws people in costumes like that. Yeah. Like costumes well, yeah, even like, Superman. Like yeah. you've talked about before, how he's like, and like a, a dude in a big, co- you know, he's like, a big stocky, like he's yeah. a big barrel chested yeah. dude. He's, he's America's not, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thing I like about Quietly's costumes is that they look like, uh, like cotton. Like they're mm-hmm. they're not like lycra or spandex. Yeah, they're soft. Like, they they yeah, they're, they're wearing like, like real shoes. <laughs> yeah, like with shoes, soles yeah. on them and stuff. Yeah. And it's like somebody threw it together in their you know basement. Uh, I do you know? like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the there, there's also that great joke in the middle where where Damien's like, well, hey, you know, if you're not up to being Batman, then you I'll know, just do I'll, it myself. I'll yeah. it. And I'll you know, piss off. I'll and, take and, care of it. <laughs> Yeah, basically, it's like you can't fit into the costume yet. You're like four feet, yeah, you know, <laughs> four feet tall. Can I get in this costume? You have to grow into it. Which, um, uh, speaking of a uh, red Red Robin number one, this I'm week break up the DC Love Fest with my next thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's funny because I all I read this week too is like three. Or, I only, I didn't read that much, but it was all DC stuff. I think I got a few. Yeah, they, they had a big week. Let's do um, a bunch of comics this week. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch. Just keep yeah. talking. Keep going. Chris, Go. Chris Yost and Ramon Bach. B a c h s on uh, on Bonk. the art, and this is um, uh, this is basically what's happening with Tim. You know, Tim's Tim Drake. 
Tim and Tim Wayne, which Tim and, Wayne. and it makes well, and it makes excuse me, hey, and, well, factors I, into the story as well. Oh, it does, yeah. Like, yeah, it comes up in the story. He's you know what to do with Tim. He's odd man Kill out. Him. He's yeah. with a crowbar. He's, he's not. He's not Batman. He's not Robin. He's kind of pissed off about not being Robin. But how did that play out exactly? Because I, I, well, I Dick tells him that he's his equal. He's not his protege. Yeah. Like oh, so he, he, he okay. And that Damien needs <laughs> need, to be needs the training. Yeah, <laughs> Damien needs. Yeah, well, he doesn't see, trying to he be complimentary, but at the same time, yeah, he doesn't need himself. Tim to be like his protege. Right. He says, "I need you're like my most important ally." And then yeah. Tim still gets pissed. Why didn't off. Tim just become Nightwing? Who knows? No nice. the, the I guess Nightwing's not. Important. Tim's not ready to move on, as we see from this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and no, so he he, he brought, dons, up, brought it right along. Tim has donned the the Red Robin uh, outfit, and and he he kind of makes point of it that this is different for him. He's he's operating on a different set of rules now, and he's Red Robin because that uniform already has a stain on it. So he's he's not Does? he well that's well Jason Todd had was yeah. Jason Todd Red Robin for a short amount of time. Yeah. So Who's the original Red Robin? Jason Todd, I guess. The, is he the, the first? Well, Red well the, char- the character originated in Kingdom Come. That was the first time we had ever seen oh, Red yeah. Robin. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So and so that's everyone. An alternate reality. So he's he's not serving burgers, is what you're saying? No, yes, no. exactly. Okay. Which, okay. Red Robin does delicious. make a tasty burger. But they don't yeah. say who Red Robin is in Kingdom Come, so it could. It be was always assumed that it was Dick. That it was. Uh, which, and I'm sure that Alex Ross, in his world, it, it is, is Dick. Dick yeah. But um, but yeah, that's where it originated, and they kind of retconned it in or whatever. Not retconned it in, but but built it up through Jason right. Todd. Now Tim has taken on the the uniform and gone to Europe. Where did you get it from? I don't know. You order this. These are just new orders. Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, you know that as, a, as, a, as, a, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have the flashback where where Dick says, okay, Damien is is Robin, but I need you as as a bat operative or Red whatever. Wing. Here is here is. Well, Red Damien Robin. says. Well, Damien does say like we have a spare Batgirl costume. <laughs> 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 Which yeah, so da- Damien's the breakout. Oh. Oh, as, as, as disrespectful as Damien is to Alfred, he is a flat-out dick to Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he doesn't like Tim at all because he feels like Bruce chose Tim more than yeah. his own son. Tim is his know, adopted his brother. Yeah. It's yeah. They, they're brothers. Sibling rivalry, yeah. but also, yeah, the idea that Bruce never really... He never really took Damien in <laughs> as real. a son. And he kind of took him in to make sure he didn't go out and <laughs> kill anybody. Yeah, that's about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, geez. So, yeah, so, so, uh, um, so Tim is off in Europe tracking down criminals, kind of like bumping into criminals. Well, he because thinks Bruce is still alive. That's the thing. Yeah. How old is Tim supposed to be? 16, 17, I would say. Fuck's he get to High Europe? school. Your real pet. He's he's Bruce Wayne's son. He's he's got he's he's got access you got to enough money. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Europe, man. Who's you his can legal do whatever guardian you now? Hmm? Who's his legal guardian now? Steve Wayne, Bruce Steve. Wayne's brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, Steve Wayne? Moving in the mansion. Oh man, this place is huge. Billy Bob Wynn. <laughs> oh man, this place is huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. They have not addressed that. I, I mean, would because well, I, I would. Know. I would assume it would be Alfred. Alfred probably. But, uh, but he's too busy making sandwiches. Well, he's he's going to make tea and sandwiches and running the Outsiders. Yeah, in his spare time, he's a busy dude. I like the Batverse right now, but it's very fucking complicated. 
Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know, yeah. when the, when the main be... guy goes down, you got all sorts of craziness. Happening, I know, but so. like how, how how long are they going to let it go? It's going to be like Streaky the Bat Cat? Like, is it, are, they, are we going to get into pets here soon? <laughs> I hope. Bring back Ace the ba- You mean Ace the Bat Hound? <laughs> <laughs> But, but it's, it's, it's amazing up. how what like what mm-hmm. machinations they've gone through to hold on to that name though you know Red Robin yeah, Red, just Robin like let's let's like let's take the character one more stretch you gotta no, do Robin it's like uh, it, Rockin' Robin no no a uh, Red Raskin Rod, uh, yeah. no you, well you know someone was out for a hamburger and it's like no oh, that's perfect Red yeah. Robin <laughs> what is it Red Robin Red Robin Dark Red Robin. Robin I don't even know what a Red well, yeah what Red Black Robin. Robin I like the Kashi it's a cool Kashi oh it's a great well I'm sure that's why they it's, very, it's Kind of looks yeah. like Doctor Midnight a little bit. To me. Yeah, 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 the belt thing. Or it looks like Hawkman. Yeah. It's, it's, Hawk it's, it's like got a look, bunch of everything. It's like a yeah. Doctor Midnight, uh, Hawkman, Hawk Robin mix, mix. Yeah. Batman, so. Robin. No, I love it, and and he doesn't have batarangs. He has little little Robin discs that he throws. That's oh, kind of lame. Oh, yeah. Robin discs. Yeah, they're like little little like razor sharp. He discs should throw there. live Robin <laughs> <laughs> or Robin <laughs> eggs. Yeah, you can throw Robin like little eggs. blue eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, what is this? Nobody wants to get that on their face. Nobody wants to get that little blue egg. Oh, oh damn. Oh, it's in my eye. Oh, it cracked. Oh, oh, you scratched my cornea. Oh, damn. But I, I did I did enjoy it quite a bit. I, it's it's nice that they've... Gotham is very um, very crowded right now because you also have Batwoman. So to have him out of Gotham, in Europe... Finding uh, himself. Yeah, finding himself, trying to find... It's a coming of age story. Yeah, it, I had to move cool. slowly and through the a... streets of London due to the bag of robin eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to break that. See, I think he needs to come back. He needs to come back to Gotham, and they need to have like a chasing Amy storyline oh, with a new, with a new Batwoman. I think that's. But it was good. The, the <laughs> red robin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's Chris Yost to uh, um, he wrote uh, Scotty's uh, Young X Men run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did the um, uh, the Wolverine versus uh, animated films, the uh, okay. the Wolverine versus yeah. Thor and Wolverine versus yeah, it was, uh, it, was yeah. it was well done. Yeah. I hope it or he sticks around. Yeah, no Hulk versus. I'm now sorry. is that an ongoing versus. or is that yeah. a mini? It's an ongoing. It is an ongoing. Really? Yeah, yeah. that's sort of an, well. I guess they got rid of Robin and Nightwing, so. Yes, no, I believe. I yeah, believe Robin. This, yeah, Robin. I think this has taken over the Robin. Yeah, slot. What's taken over Nightwing then? Uh, Batman and Robin. There's the got the like whatever. Oh, the Streets women, of Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, whatever those Oracle. Ones are. Believe me, you're not going to be hurting for Bat titles with Detective. No, Batman, there's plenty. Batman, Batwoman, Robin, Red Robin. Is it Batwoman? Is that the no? It's the, de- that's Detective. That's Detective with Batwoman. There's a yeah. new Batgirl coming out. Mm. What? Who's Batgirl? I don't know. Is it uh, Tim Drake? Uh, Tim Drake. He takes you. Fine, I'll put on the costume. (laughs) (laughs) If that's how it's going to be. Fine, Damien. I'll put on the background. It's very form fitting. Very form fitting. What do you think now? Well, is it that? (laughs) What do you got to say now, smart? uh, Doing the art. We 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 Lee Garbit. Lee Garbit? Yeah. Yes. He uh, has been tweeting that he has uh, done the. uh, He's finished with the the design, I guess, for. Spoiler. It's probably spoiler. What? The background. Oh, who is Batgirl? Yeah. Oh, we don't know yet. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I don't Jesus even know who Christ. the last Batgirl was. It was. I don't Barbara know. Gordon was the last real Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is a fucking pretender. And then you got the whole Huntress clan over there. Oh yeah. Oh, God, oh, there's Jesus a lot of, there's so there's many a lot fucking, of fucking bad, bad characters. Yeah. I'll just stick with Batman. And well, Robin. that's shit. That's why they and sent. Uh, 
uh, dick to Bloodhaven. It's like Gotham was getting a little fucking yeah. crowded, you know? It's, Good uh, luck parking that Batmobile. They, and you they, have the Robin <laughs> cycle and the Oracle helicopter <laughs> wheelchair. I mean, can, you, can you imagine it's like editorials like, how can there be this much crime, crime yeah. in this city? There are 28 different heroes here. Nine, 15 different bat blanks running around this city. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be scared out of my mind to be a criminal in I'm Gotham. I'm going there. They keep coming. Must, must you be something. Or you think they just in. shift to the day? Just they they just all you know like you know crime. Oh, he's sleeping. There's no one during the day. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> robbing people blind during the day. Go to bed at night. <laughs> in by nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start a free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com forward slash aroundcomics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Plans start from as low as $4.99 per month, and you can keep each movie as long as you want with no wait fees ever. Netflix has free shipping both ways, and you can expect your next selection to be delivered in about one business day. Now watch some movies and TV series over the internet for no extra charge. I use this service with my Xbox 360 and personal laptop and love it. So head over to www.netflix.com forward slash around comics and get started with your free trial today. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Salazar, what, uh-huh. to, what, what have you brought to uh, to uh, our roundtable this not evening? Much. I, I really haven't been reading. Well, you've been, a whole you've lot. been busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been pretty busy this last couple of weeks, so I haven't read a whole lot. Um, I did read uh, the last issue of Northlanders, which was really yes. really good. It was sort of a one it was a one shot kind of thing, and it was, um, if I remember correctly, because I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Um, yes. It was basically written. Uh, around the structure of the writings of a Norseman, like a Viking guy that wrote about sort of a, a battle um, or his ideas about battle and war and his life, that kind of thing. So the narrative was that story or, or that uh, sort of almost like journal entry of this this Norseman. And then the story, the, the, the visual story was about these um, two uh, sort of champions for these different villages that – uh, we're fighting a battle and it was just a really um it was just a really interesting uh tale and the way he told it and the way he sort of laid it out there with the two different kind of things because the one story the narrative really didn't have anything to do with at least directly with what you were seeing on the page it was uh, sort of the musings of this old you know warrior um and then and then you had this kind of tale of of these two champion warriors and their history and backgrounds and how they got to be champions of their villages and their, you know, their own character and that kind of thing. And then, uh, in the end, you know, it's sort of this, uh, sort of fatalistic ending to these two warriors, but it was just a, it was just a masterful written story by, uh, by Brian Wood. Brian Wood. I, I mean, he's just so impressive with that book. He's mastered Vikings. It really, I mean, it, I never would have thought I would have enjoyed a book like that as much as I have. Uh, you know, I love the first trade. It did not work for me in single issues. 
I, I didn't hang with it long mm. enough, and I and I really it was something that I needed to read a big chunk of and really get into it and i love that first trade i'm waiting for the waiting for the next one but well this issue was it was just a one shot uh, you know what issue that was i think it's that one right behind you there if you want to grab it it's I will grab art it. by right vasilis lolos who is a guy that i got turned on to when i read uh read um his graphic novel uh shit what is the name of it Unicorn Master. No! Ah, <laughs> uh, God, what is the name of his graphic novel? It's... King of the Unicorns. No, it's about a train. It's about a... a it's about two kids that get stuck oh, on extreme the... extreme train. No. Oh, was it extreme from train? Oni? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. And I can't... Um, last Call or something well, like that? Or that sounds last about train right. Too. Last Call or last... It's from, it's from Oni, and it was very good. It was really good, and that's the first time I saw his art. Well, look up... Vasilis Lolos. Vasilis Lolos, and it's V-A-S-I-L-I-S, and his last name is L-O-L-O-S. And this issue is... Damn Vertigo books, you never know where to find. It's issue 17. So, yeah, just a fantastic issue. So that's that's... Probably my favorite book that I've read uh, this last week, but I have been reading. Um, I got on a kick about Ro- Robert Crumb because mm-hmm. uh, that documentary of his Crumb, the Terry Zwigoff documentary, was yeah. on mm-hmm. like ovation, like for two weeks straight. It was on every day, and I watched it again, and I was just really fascinated by him. Uh, and so I went back and was reading a bunch of like his work, and you know, he's a really phenomenally talented artist. But I can only read so much of his stuff because, unfortunately, like I think what makes him a terrific artist is the same thing that makes his stuff too – it makes it so I can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts so much of himself into his art, but unfortunately, he's such a – Twisted little nebbish, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it's like you get to the point where it's like uh, you know, I mean, but as opposed to what other comic book creator? <laughs> I'm just well, yeah, but I mean, well, but that's just it. Not all the rest of them put that directly into the into page, their work. and he puts that. I Are mean, you that's, listening, Greg you know, Rucka? Are you listening? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, as far as an illustrator, the guy is unbelievable. I mean, I look at some of his stuff; is just phenomenal, phenomenal illustration. But the subject matter sometimes is just like, wow, I don't, you know, I. I I can only read so much about like you know, large thighed large thighed women, women and <laughs> weird fetishes. You, yeah, you and, need you know, it in like single like, page strips or something. Well, and, like yeah. early on, like his first like the Zap, the Zap comic stuff when he first started out, it was really interesting because it was sort of, you know, it was the psychedelic era and he was just sort of almost pandering to those guys. But at the same time, he had sort of a, a social commentary on a lot of things. But as it goes on, it just you know it gets so far Ditch away it from big that. thighs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's ah, just like, it. I'm and just gets weird. Thighs. And occasionally you get like you know something brilliant. But yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 really. I mean, I'm really am conflicted with his work because I love seeing it, but it's really hard to take it in chunks at all because mm. it's, it just gets sick of seeing the same. You know, it's just like how many cocks well, you know and, <laughs> and like weird you know bird headed women with giant asses and you know it's just like. If he small, did something yeah, with it, you know, but small, yeah, small chunks. It's, it's, but, but, the, but the best stuff that's coming out of the, are, the, are, are, are all the archives and, and things like, you know, things he drew on placemats and that sort of documentary. I mean, what was that book? Like Waiting for Food is what it was called. Really yeah. great stuff where he's drawing real people just sitting in a diner. Really, I mean, I think that would appeal to you. Oh, the, well, yeah. That, I mean, then there's like the art and beauty books that yeah. he did. He did yeah. two or three of those, which are unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, love his, you know, American Splendor just, stuff. 
Yeah, you know, Harvey Pekar is not that interesting of a guy to me, but uh, um, I mean, the guy is just a super talented artist. Sure. He's just so fucking. I mean, fucked up in the head, really. I mean, quite honestly, <laughs> you look at that, yeah. you watch that documentary, and it's like, well, he's the sanest out of his yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like, it's like yeah. he, he's actually shit. He's yeah, he so actually much turned out together. okay. Yeah, but it's funny. I also always think whenever I see him, it's like, you know, there's a lot of guys that have come after him that are sort of that art house cartoonist that, to me, seem like they put on what he really feels about stuff. I mean, he, you know, he he got so sick of of seeing, you know, like. He moved to France because mm-hmm. they were like building houses in California where he was living, and he was, you know, it's like the, he was just getting sick of like the industrialization and and yeah. and the commercial commercialization of of the United States, and so he moves, and and you can tell when he talks about it, he's genuine about it. But it, like you see, so many guys that have come after that that seem to be almost pretending to be that. Yeah. Well, it took, away, it, it took away all of his subject matter as well. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, like all the stuff that he was enraged about, uh, suddenly he's removed from. It's right. not like you're right. David Sedaris and you run out of stories to, <laughs> to tell about your family, so you go learn French. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Now he's he's supposedly working on uh, Genesis, the the book of Genesis that he's, and it looks or, amazing. Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever come out. It fully, looks but, it looks yeah. very yeah. They, I saw a picture of you know from the desk of of R. Crumb, and it's yeah, it's like picture stories of the bible it's like the the illustrated bible mm. and yeah, he's an unbelievably talented well, in comic form not really the illustrator he amazes me sometimes what he can do with a brush and and like real simple lines and stuff and i think he's a, just a super talented cartoonist but yeah it's just it's it's a it's a it's a it's a tough experience to you want you want to like it more than like you do a, well yeah. yeah i really like it's it's a conflict because i really want to see what he's doing but he's important. i almost have yeah. to just like not read it or just like brush through it and just look at images because it's like uh, good, shut up i don't want to hear your <laughs> fucking <laughs> just problems. draw something yeah. cool yeah. Yeah. i'm so All sick right. of this well you guys want to make a phone call who we cock new now yeah. i don't know we'll just go, go we'll, we'll just go through the time nice. All right, looking through the uh, the contact list here. Let's uh, let's talk to Rick Remender. Jesus, it's illusion. <laughs> <laughs> the contact list, Mister uh, Mister Rick Remender. How you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. How you guys doing? All right, it's good good to hear from you. I think the the last time we uh, we were going to talk with you was uh, the middle of debate season, and uh, and you were off watching the uh, the presidential or vice presidential debates at a at a friend's house. So now uh, it's it's a non election year, so we can talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I forgot that one evening. I, I got pretty wrapped up in the uh, in the election this year. That's okay, but you broke you broke poor Hillary's heart because he really wanted to talk to you that night. Yeah, I, that, that that that's a uh, that's tough for Hillary. I mean, he's got my <laughs> phone number. He calls me I mean, usually like three, four in the morning. I hear he doesn't you know he doesn't let me know it's him. He star sixty nine, but I can tell from the heavy breathing and the eventual sort of sound of exhaustion as he passes out spent on the floor. I thought you guys were talking about Hillary Clinton for a second. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? Uh, and then, then I heard heavy breathing, and I knew it was Hillary Barta. Yeah. Angry yeah, heavy, yeah. Angry Hillary heavy Barta's breathing. Most famous masturbator in comic books. <laughs> well, first of all, um, congratulations for some, some non-comic book related stuff. You are a proud papa, so uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been great. It's, uh, it's, uh, all the cliches insert here. 
Yeah, you smell like poop, and you you don't get any sleep now, right? Yeah, it's not actually hasn't been that bad. I mean, you know, we've we've managed to. I'm I'm shifting my schedule back to work nights, and that way I can take care of Edie when 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 Danny's asleep, and then kind of shift it back and forth. So we've been managing it, and uh, you know, she's getting acclimated to you know life on Earth. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. And then on the comic book side of stuff, congratulations again, because you are, uh, you're doing, uh, some great mainstream work. It's, uh, the stuff on Punisher. I think you found a title that really kind of fits your, your writing aesthetic. And, you know, you've always kind of written, um, wild, crazy adventure stories. And, and I think that has turned into a perfect book and, and a great fit for you at, at Marvel. What's, uh, what's it been like working on Punisher? for you it's been terrific and yeah it does it does fit very well with my my high adventure sensibility um you know the thing about uh, about a character like the punisher is is uh it it, it has to be fun and fast-paced nobody wants to nobody wants to read you know a writer trying to sort of you know spew out uh, uh fancy dialogue or heads talking uh, you got to get in there, and you have to you have to you have to build velocity. That was sort of my my uh, <clears throat> my thematic uh, mission statement was just to get velocity out of the gates, and then working really close with Axel to make sure that the uh, the twists and turns came pretty quickly, and that there was a lot of fun reveals. And it should be a fun comic. I mean, the reaction to it has been great. It's been really nice to see people respond to something that's uh, a, a nice mix between the sort of um, some of the absurdist stuff that Fraction was doing and some of the more traditional Gerhis stuff that, that Ennis does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ennis had plenty of his own absurdist humor stuff in there as well. Um, so I think it's a, you know, we really wanted to make a classic Punisher book, and um, people responded well to it. I would have right. to say that you're underselling your absurdity because you did have the Punisher wearing an Ant-Man helmet. So, I mean, let's yeah. not let's not let's not walk away from that without mentioning. <laughs> well, you know, you have to lean into it, right? I yeah. mean, I figure if you don't lean into it, you're gonna you're gonna go to half measures. And I figure, like, if I'm having fun and I get that sort of berserker manic craziness going while I'm writing, then I know that what I'm writing is gonna. Um, it's going to appeal to the the fans of my work, you know, and that's a specific type of person who doesn't necessarily need to feel that their comic is some deep work of literature in order to sort of validate the fact that they're a grown person reading sequential art, you know. Uh, and there are a lot of those people out there, and hey, God bless them, you know. Um, I I, uh, I like all kinds of comic books, but for me, it's got to be something that's it's got to be snappy and smart, and it's got to have a lot of uh, a, a lot of absurdist, uh, you know, action and humor in there, regardless of what what kind of book it is, those things need to sort of be present for me to enjoy it. I, I did like that uh, Frank took the time to make sure that all the stuff like matched his like color scheme. <laughs> I, did appreci- I did appreciate that. He, 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 really, he really drew the ensemble together. Yeah, you I, was know, like, I was just thinking about Yeah, of that. course. You're not going to show up without it matching your out, you know. Well, well, yeah, and but that, I love, that's, the, that's my favorite Well, that, that's why he had to leave uh, Thor's hammer. Because it just didn't go with the whole it. outfit. You campaign it. Really. <laughs> well, you, you talked about writing classic Punisher-styled uh, stories, and I, I think it was brilliant what, uh, and I, I don't know if you had anything to do with this, or or Jerome, or if it was editorial, but doing the all of the homage covers of, of the classic Punisher stories for the for right. the launch of this series, who who was responsible for that? 
excuse me, uh, that was editor Axel Alonso, who okay. is uh, just a, a, a really astute guy. And working with him, I think that my writing has come a, a couple few leaps and bounds as well. Um, that was Axel's idea, and then we, we sort of chose the images together of which, which covers we would, we would use. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that it was great, too, because as long-time you know, comic book fans, it's nice to see sort of homages to the, the history of Frank Castle. And I think it helps remind you the character's been with us for a little while now. You know, you, when you can go back and see those beautiful images that were originally created by Jansen and Zach and Frank Miller, you recognize sure. that, you know, he comes from a, a place of, uh, of rich history. Ho- hold on for one second. Guys. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. Chris, what's your excuse for smelling like shit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I go home and I drink a lot and I wake up covered in my own feces. All right, all right. I was just wondering. At a Jay G- Giles concert. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. I had a baby crying incident. No problem. No that problem. That happens. Uh, how did the uh, how this project come about for you, Rick? Uh, was it something that you pitched to Marvel or was it something they came to you with? Uh, well, Matt, Matt Fraction and I were working on War Journal together mm-hmm. and um, Matt had to go and do um, some... Some more, some lesser known books like Iron Man and the uh, X X M X M thing. I forget the name of it. It's some obscure indie title. Um, no, he, Matt had to go do Uncanny and Iron Man, and needed to open up his schedule. And um, so, I was asked to pitch a few things and um, worked together with with uh, with Matt and Axel on a few ideas. And eventually, they. Um, I think they, they, they liked it enough and saw some, some openings to, you know, put it in, in the dark rain, and we came up with some ideas for how, how Frank would fit within that as sort of a Guy Fox character who's uh, waging a PR campaign from the streets. And it was an interesting perspective, you know, there wasn't one like it. And, um, and then we talked about the mythology of Frank Castle and giving him an arsenal that could uh, escalate sort of who he's a- aiming at, and the characters from his past, the sort of famous characters who have been around and, and how to... Uh, how to bring them back and sort of reincorporate them into his current his current you know continuity and to sort of uh, you know to uh, to build a new mythology for Frank. Where by the time we're done with the fourth arc of this, there's not just Jigsaw out there. You know, like like Frank's got uh, uh, you know a large cast of recognizable villains who are, are are Frank Castle villains and people who Frank has a uh, a personal grudge against. And anyway, so all of those things came together in a in a big stew of ridiculous and. Um, and everybody dug it, so uh, you know we've got Jerome Apenya in there, who's you know one of my all-time favorites, and, and you know as a collaborator, I've been working with for five years. Just you know somebody I I I, I never want to stop working with Jerome. I, I always enjoy it. So it was a real, real real perfect marriage. Yeah, well Jerome Jerome is fantastic, and uh, I think a lot of us, my, myself anyway, uh, was introduced to his work on Fear Agent. And we talked yeah. with we talked with Tony uh, a few weeks ago, and Tony is going to be working with you on the book. Is this uh, is is it Fear Agent come to Marvel? Is it kind of it kind of feels that Great way? Punisher with a rocket pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, we, 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 so we had her drinking heavy and wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are there, there's there's something about the the, the stubbled action hero, um, you know, that, that harkens back to you know Flash Gordon and, and and Buck Rogers and Han Solo and and Chuck Bronson and Clint Eastwood. There's something about that that silent, um, you know, dark badass. That's just a, it's a ton of fun to write, and I think that yeah, I mean. Um, 
I think that Tony and Jerome and I all really love working together, and sure. the collaborations always, I think, produce results that people seem to respond to as well. Um, and it's something where it just kind of happened to happen on Punisher, and I know that, um, you know, uh, Axel had, had uh, always, uh, you know, said that, that <clears throat> Jerome is a perfect fit for the series, and then seeing what Tony had done on Ghost Rider and Fear Agent, I think everybody agreed that Tony would be as well. Um, and then Tan and uh, Tan on the current uh, run is also just you know he's in the same same category as Jerome or or Tony of badassery and people are going to be blown away by what he's been 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 producing. But yeah, I mean you know on some level I hope that Tony and Jerome and I can take a crack at all kinds of different characters. Um, and I think that there's obviously going to be some similarities between what we create because we're all fans of sort of again um, high adventure uh, you know pulp with some absurdity in there, and hopefully some humanity, you know, um, and hopefully some humanity during the velocity you get a look at the at the characters, uh, you know, humanity and, and, and care for them and, and explore maybe some, some relationships beyond just the, the fast-paced, fun action stuff. Mm. Well, and Rick, uh, this is Rob. I actually had a question about that, the humanity. Um, is your take on The Punisher, or how close is it, or does it differ from, say, someone like Garth Ennis, who who said basically that the Punisher is a serial killer with purpose. Um, you know, where do you stand? How far are you from that? Uh, can you just give us your take on it? Um, we explore that in the second arc actually quite a bit. You know, um, anybody who, who thinks that they have, that they are judge, jury, and executioner and in their right mind to go out and assassinate human beings is off kilter uh, for sure. Um, that's why, for me, it's it's a uh, it, he's he's a difficult character to get get into. But once you get in there, and once you sort of get your head wrapped around, um, you know that he is that he is this broken, somewhat two dimensional character who moves forward on this path, using his family as a rationale for 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 what could now be just a taste for killing. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things there to explore, and I, I delve into it quite a bit in the second arc. In fact, it's sort of the, the crux of it and sort of the point of what we're doing there is, you know, is Frank is Frank still killing as, as vengeance? Uh, is he still killing bad men to make sure that, that other people don't lose their families? Or is he killing now because he has been a killer since he was in, in the war and he kills, and now he kills and kills and kills and kills, and a couple decades later, there's no way to stop killing. Um so I, I think that, you know, that's what he's been doing. As for the whys, you know, um, there are people who are big fans of capital punishment and people who aren't. And, um, you know, that's obviously not a debate I want to get into in a, in a fun book like in what's supposed to be a fun book uh, like The Punisher. But ultimately you're going to have to, you know, delve into those topics a little bit. Sure. Now, now I hope that you have a, a nice, long, healthy run on the book, but something about that character that might have to be addressed or retconned at some point is that it is, it, it's so ingrained into that character that he is a Vietnam vet and we're getting we're getting real close to the time where well he's not going to be able to be a vietnam vet anymore no, he's or, not not in the marvel universe anymore is he uh, have they, the, have Ma they the max universe version mm -hmm. that's the same guy that's mm -hmm. the guy who who is who is who fought in vietnam and that's the guy who's in his 50s and that's the guy who doesn't live in a world full of magic crystals and radioactive men <laughs> um you know this this frank castle um when you when you deal with what war he was in, you might be dealing with with uh, you know 
military actions in Nicaragua. You might be dealing. You might be dealing with uh, you know things that happen in the Middle East. Um, but the the six one six Frank Castle uh, can't possibly. You know, you have to sort of shift things around a little bit. And this guy, you know, the official the official thinking is that this isn't. This guy was not uh, was not that guy. Okay. I, I, did, I didn't know if that had been addressed or if that's just something that has kind of been a, a, a soft... That's been driving soft, you insane. <laughs> it has. I'm a continuity nerd. I'm a continuity nerd. Just assume he's... Yeah. Was he in Vietnam? Was he? I don't understand. <laughs> How many tours? I have to know. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a Grenada. Was he in the shit? Well, but, you know, as the, character, as the character goes on and on, it's like, you know... Um, Unless you get a jump in time with somebody like 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 Steve Rogers, who was frozen, um, and then has the super soldier serum where he doesn't age, uh, it becomes very tricky, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the case of somebody like Frank Castle, um, you know, it's 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 a minor shift, and that's why it's great the Max is still out there because the Max still kind of deals with all that fun Garth Ennis stuff that that had his you know his his dealings in the war, but. Um, I think in order for it to continue to work in, in 616, you have to just assume that he was a soldier in, in, in a war or a number of uh, you know actions. Okay. Well, we're getting pretty close to the point where we could have someone that was frozen during the Vietnam War <laughs> wake up. Maybe a man Korea, out of time. Yeah. Korea, but, but a man know, out of time from you know the Vietnam hard, War. Do you know how hard it is to get to ice to freeze Not a half bad idea. I think I'll write that one down. Okay. <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, we had uh, we talked uh, real briefly about uh, Fear Agent a couple minutes ago, and uh, and that book has not finished yet. You have a few more issues coming out. Uh, uh, what the the is it official number thirty two? Is that is that what we're looking at as the uh, the end of volume one? Yeah, okay. yeah, and then we're gonna take a break um, for a little while and go play in the Marvel sandbox. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't blame you. I it it breaks my heart, but I don't blame you. Just but, another uh, reason why Chris hates exclusive contracts. God damn it! <laughs> Buy yourself some fancy pens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Needed health insurance for the new baby, I guess. Um, well, yeah, and it's not it's not like Heath is Heath is gone or Fear Agent's dead. I mean the last arc wraps up basically what was set in motion in the first arc and it all comes full circle and there's a nice little bow and I finally get to you know it's nice that we got to tell, you know, the whole story and uh it's nice that you know it, the art team on that is going to be Mike Hawthorne and Tony Moore and John Lucas. So it'll be you awesome. know guys who have been working on the book uh, the whole time, and so the art's going to be stellar. The first couple of issues are already done, and it's just it's beautiful. These three guys are, are working in, in in tandem to just produce the best the best pages the series has seen, and. Um, you know, it's it. it uh, I, I know a lot of people. You know, you look at how many creator-owned books actually get to like thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, and mm-hmm. you know they're out there, but they're few and far between. And I, I think that I can I can uh, fairly well say that for Fear Agent, we don't have one issue we're not proud of. You know, the book has been late, and we haven't you know shipped it like clockwork. There's no doubt. But when all is said and done, it's 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 quality you can hold up against anything that's ever been made, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, at least the art. You know, I won't speak to my own writing because that's just incredibly crazy. Well, I, I but, think yeah. I think all of you guys are going to be very very proud of that book for a long time. And it's you know for for us and you know maybe me more than than the other two guys. It's a book that. Um, Why are you trying to kiss ass? I'm kissing <laughs> ass. I'm sorry. It's it's a it's a book that uh, you know is special to me because it was one of the first books that that we you ever kinda, found out about in the bathroom that we ever found out about in a bathroom <laughs> in Chicago. And uh, that's right. 
<laughs> so it's uh, you know, well, that, Fear Agent's been been a, a part of Around Comics since it, it, it first came out. Yeah, that's right. Two thousand five in, in a bathroom in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how quickly time? How quickly time tri- goes by, huh? <laughs> Look at us all now. Look at us now, <laughs> yes. Rick's at Marvel writing Punisher, and we're still sitting here. We're still in the comic book shop thing. on a Friday We're out of the bathroom, at least. <laughs> well, yes, we did get out of we the bathroom. We did get out of the bathroom, but not too far from it. Hey, Rick, uh, you, I mean, you obviously, we, we've always joked that, you know, you're the hardest working guy in comics. You're you're incredibly creative guy. You've always got you know multiple books going on, and and now that you know you you have the exclusive with Marvel and everything, and and you're going to be doing you know playing in that sandbox. But I, I'd imagine it's going to be hard for you to stop, you know, to turn that switch off, to turn off that creative, um, you know, creator own creator switch. own switch. Yeah, I mean, are you still going to be working on things, thinking of the future? I mean, I was, or or is there still a place where you could do something like that, even though you're you're a Marvel exclusive guy? Sure. I mean, um, you know, I'm finishing up uh, Last Days of American Crime right now, and that's going to be a 150 page um, uh, special that comes out through Radical Comics. It'll be three 50 page issues, and I'm working on that with Greg, Greg Tokini, who's going to be uh, a huge star. He's amazing. <clears throat> Alex Maliv is doing doing co- covers. And so that's kind of scratching my, my itch to do pulp crime stuff with a little bit of a high-concept spin. Um, and then, you know, we've still got issues of, of the, old, uh, the old fear agent to get through. And, uh, and then we've got, uh, you know, another issue or two of End League coming out, the last issue of... Um, anyway, yeah, with the, with the stuff I've got right now, I'll have Creator Own coming out until December still. Uh, and then beyond, um, you know, probably actually until next February, I still have creator own stuff scheduled. Um, but I really, I really want to make sure that what I do at Marvel is the best possible I can create. And I don't think that, you know, you, you, you obviously distinguished it between creating, uh, you know, and, and creator owned. But um, I think that what, what, what's going on at the House of Ideas these days um, you know, it's it's easy to sort of cynically assume that it was only for money, but I'm not doing I'm not doing you know so bad. And um, the Marvel deal for me was also was a big opportunity to sort of step up to the plate of a lot of the guys who are my heroes growing up. You know, the Walt Simonsons, the Mike Zecks, and the and the Frank Millers, and the even you know the stuff that Roger Stern was doing then, and and then um, you know guys like Grant Morrison, and and I, I want to be I want to see if I'm capable of producing comic books on that level and to be in league with guys like Jason Aaron and, and Brubaker and Fraction and Bendis um, I think that we're in a really unique situation where we're all kind of like-minded people and we've all got crazy bugs and um, I, I for me like I think that you know it's important that given this opportunity which is which is an incredible opportunity it really is um, you know, they're giving me the keys and, uh, on a couple of big things and letting me go wild with them. I want to make sure that every single issue is up to a, a standard that anybody who ha- spends their hard-earned three or four dollars gets every penny's worth. You know, that the pages are packed full of fun ideas that that engross and stories that are that are captivating. And in order to do that, I think it's important to really focus my energies at Marvel for the next couple few years. And um, you know, any any energies that would go to that creator-owned bug need to be redirected into making these Marvel comic books just top quality. And so, for me, that's sort of my mission right now, and uh, is to redirect all of my all of my energy and focus on the Marvel projects for a couple of years and just see what I can do with them. 
Yeah, well, and, and it's not, you know, I, I still kind of think of you as, as one of the younger writers out there, but I mean, you've, you've written a lot of comics, you've drawn a lot of comics, and you've worked your way, I don't even want to say up to Marvel, but you've put your time in on a lot of stuff, and, and I'm sure it's it's got to be exciting for you to just work on characters that, that you're excited about that, that you've probably always wanted to write stories for. Yeah, sure. I mean, I always say that, like, for, for me, it was, you know, I started reading comics in 1983, and from 83 to, like, 90, 93, I was all about superheroes, and then from 93 to, you know, 2003, I was all all about, you know, indie stuff, and I'd really like to find a middle, middle road with that, and so I've got a lot of enthusiasm to find, uh, you know, ways to take interesting and unique points of view and characters, like Henry and Punisher, you know, he's a straight-edge punk kid. Um, there's no straight edge people in the Marvel universe that I know of right now, and not 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 as such. Um, you know, he's he's a strident '80s hardcore straight edge kid. That's something that comes from my my youth, is growing up as a skate punk and, and the things that I sort of you know um, I am drawn to outside of comic books. And I think that it's an interesting opportunity to be able to sort of mix those two worlds. And the kid in me couldn't be more excited. You know, it's a giant. You know, it's a it's a um, it's a giant opportunity, and um, you know, I, I don't. I'm not one of those guys who sort of looks at it like I, I, I deserve it, or earn it, or that I'm, you know, that it's in any way beneath me. And I have, you know, I've, I've, I, I always throw this number out because it helps me validate the last ten years of my life. But I have done 26, 27, you know, graphic novels worth of material that I've either written or drawn at this point. So I, I have, I have been here a, a long time, um, and and doing a lot of the, the different jobs. Because I love the art form, I'm just drawn to it. I can't stop. There's nothing. There's no amount of money that can pull me away from doing it. And um, you know, being given the keys to, when they they're going to make some announcements here in a couple weeks mm-hmm. about some of the other things I got coming up at Marvel, and the kind of things they're giving me the keys to, um, you can't not feel both like sort of you know excited like a child and super honored that they they see enough in your writing to hand these 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 things over to you. Yeah, well, I would hope no one would begrudge you the 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 idea of of working at Marvel. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 comic uh, fans are reasonable. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well I, I would I would hope that even even you know if it's just something that not everybody's going to like what I do, but I would hope that that you know um, I don't know. I think that there's an inherent quality in what I write. I I pour a lot of a lot of time and energy into it. I, I know that it you know. The, Everything I've written in the past few years is the absolute best I'm capable of. And so if somebody doesn't like it, I never really feel so bad because it comes down to maybe we have different sensibilities or they don't understand what I was going for in the sense of maybe some absurdity. Um, you know. And ultimately, that's if you're doing your best and working like an animal to do your best, um, that's it. That's all you can expect of yourself. And from there, people are going to like it or, or not like it. I would just hope that anybody who's got any predetermined, uh, you know, uh, positions on anything would give the books a chance, especially Punisher, because there's a lot of people that have a pre, you know, they have an idea in their head of what a Frank Castle book is going to be. And I know that anybody who reads this, uh, you know, The Living in Darkness that, that, that just came to an end, the first arc that we've done, um, I, I don't think anybody can walk away from that and not be entertained and have enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was it was a I, good a good Punisher. I don't story. like the Punisher, and I like your Punisher. So I'm one of those Thank people you. with the preconception <laughs> about Punisher. Well, hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it's easy to have a pre. You know, char- <clears throat> these are characters who've been handled by a lot of different people, and they've gone through a lot of incarnations. So hopefully, it's something where. Um, you know, uh, enough people have been saying, you know, 
the reviews have all been glowing over this, and, and the numbers have been going up issue by issue, and we sold out of the first three, and they did reprints on the first two, and I'm, I'm hoping that over time enough people, you know, spread the word that, that the thing continues to build, and, you know, seeing something go up in numbers on issues three and four, uh, that never happens, <laughs> you know, that, that was a really nice, that was a really nice uh, treat, because, you know, doing something like we've done on this, which is very different than what's been ha- you know, done in the past with the character, and then seeing that it paid off, uh, it could have gone the other way. So it was it was very rewarding. Going back just a second, you know, to to your decision to to you know uh, work with Marvel and work on the Punisher and everything, was there ever a point? I mean, we as comic book fans always look at things in a in a weird, jaded way of of. <laughs> Like creators, no. well, I mean, especially when it comes to you know, like uh, creator owned versus the big companies, blah blah blah, that kind of thing. But personally, for you, was there ever um, a th- you know, was there ever a, a point where you thought about going? Well, I don't know if I want to work for Marvel because of of you know the idea that you aren't creating your own work, or or was it just an the the idea like, hey, this is just a you know, it's just a job. It's just that's your job. You're a writer, and this is an opportunity to write. You know, uh, well, I've got, hopefully I've got, for more I've got people. Real formed that... opinions on creator own and creator rights. You know, and there's no question about it. I uh, when I started doing comic books, my 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 main motive was to do what I've done. You know, between Blackheart Billy and and Nightmare and Dolan Creature and Strange Girl and Triple X Zombies and Sorrow and The Last Christmas and Gigantic and Fear Agent and the End League. I've made a lot of creator-owned comics, and um, and a lot of them. I didn't just do three issues and then walk away from them, like most of the guys uh, you know, who were doing them in the 90s and lose interest, like children. I've, I've completed every story I've started, and, and something like Strange Girl, that took us to four, four trade paperbacks, even though our sales were only 3,500 copies a month, and we had a real loyal re- readership who loved the book, and for them and my wife, who also really loved it, I finished the thing out. Um, so I've got, I've got, you know, my own strident points of view on, on those things. Um, but I just think it's important for everybody to do both. And I think it's important that when whichever one you're doing at any given time, you give it everything you've got. I think that that's the only way to feel good about it. Like, otherwise, you're going to be, you know, scouring the Internet for reviews and really letting them affect you or, or shape your, your, your future moves or how you feel about something. I think that... Um, you have to just give it everything you've got and kill yourself on it and just beat yourself against it and not sleep at night and figure out, you know, it, and don't let one page go by that you haven't scoured, you know, your, 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 your mental library and found a way to make it as, as captivating or as interesting or as, you know, potentially um, um, profound even, in, you know, in some cases as you can. And, and uh, if you're aiming for that, you know, I, I think that you'll always feel good about your work. And if that's it, you know, Marvel or DC or in a creator-owned book, um, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're, you know, dipping into the, you know, both pools, as long as you're going in the hot tub and the, and the pool, um, I, I think that, that you're, you're good to go. I think it's, I think it's, it's not a great idea to try and, and solely do one or the other. Sure. Well, you know, t- talking about different, you know, working different muscles, that, that kind of stuff and, and, and different experiences. Um, you have a, you came up as an inker and a penciler and a writer and so i mean you are one of the real multi-talented creators in comics uh sounds like you're pretty busy writing do you have any um any desire to to get back to the drawing board at all um it's funny because i actually the, the thing i have had a desire to do is is i have my animation table from you know that's i, I started in animation for okay. four or five years 
um, and then started, you know, writing and drawing my own comic books, such as Captain Dingleberry, Blackheart <laughs> Billy, and Dawn Creatures, some of these earlier things that I had done. Um, and then, and then eventually, you know, I was still making my living off and on as an animator, and then the comic book stuff really just just swallowed me up. But um, I was moving my stuff around, and I moved my animation desk downstairs, and I've still got a really nice, uh, you know, really nice rig. And I was I was down there the other day looking at it, and I was thinking like how much fun it would be to just put together some animations for my website. You know, I got so burned out on animation that I never wanted to do it again. Um, you know, after you do it for. 12 hours a day for five years during deadline crunches on film. Um, so, yeah, it was strange. I did I did have the bug, and I do have, you know, occasionally get the bug to lay, lay something out or all. I, I go to, uh, you know, um, I go to, you know, cafes or bars with friends, and I'll bring my sketchbook and do a couple pages, and I really enjoy I really enjoy the, the few times that I, you know, find, find an opportunity to draw anymore because there's not so much pressure, and it's not... Uh, it's not that constant need to get better, 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 and that's not good enough, and that, you know, your anatomy's fucked, and your lighting's off. It's more just for the joy now, and so it's nice. I can, I can kind of, you know, when I do manage to get back to it, I can have a little fun with it, opposed to it being sort of mandatory that I uh, constantly scrutinize it. Well, maybe you can, maybe you can knock out a, a Punisher cover one of these days. I, I, I actually thought about it. You know, fun. unfortunately, it, well, and fortunately, I, I am... I'm so booked up with writing, you know, about four years ago, the writing stuff just really started taking off, um, and I'm just, I couldn't be more booked with the kid and, uh, you know, with the with the five projects I've got on my plate right now, um, yeah, there's just, there's just no time. Well, last thing, or maybe a couple questions here. I, I've got one. Um, back, Fear Agent, real quick. Uh, there had been a uh, few rumors that we might see a uh, an omnibus at some point. Is there any anything uh, anything cooking with a uh, a Fear Agent master collection of that first volume? Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, Dave Land and I have Dark Crush talked about it, and, and he wants to do it. And so I think that it was something we were talking about. Once this is done, we'd wait a year and then put it out. So you know, sometime in the next year and a half, and um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff brewing in the background on Fear Agent. A lot of announcements I'm I'm, I'm itching to make, um, and uh, that'll be one of them pretty soon. All right, uh, no more questions. I just, uh, you know, congratulations on uh, both the baby and and uh, you know the Marvel deal and everything. And and you know, for for us, I know Chris and I especially, it's it's a lot of fun to see. Having met you and you know guys like Jason Aaron and and Tony and all these guys you know four or five years ago and, and when you you know uh, now well, you guys are all over at Marvel and it's pretty uh, neat for us. It's to, exciting, yeah, it is. It's cool for us to see. So don't forget about us when you you guys are running Marvel. All right. No, I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, we will. I, I couldn't forget about you guys. You're etched into my mind. I mean, you know, I, I, I burned locked, in. Locked in a, I was locked in a men's room, surrounded by you guys. And, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was hot and sweaty in there too. I don't want it. Let's not get too into the details, Rick. Yeah, no yeah. details. I still have pictures. <laughs> it was actually hot and sweaty in there. No, not 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 you know no innuendo there. It's just the whole. Sexual. The whole con is hot, just hot, sweaty men. It's just hot. rose the rose Rosemont area is really hot, hot and sweaty. sweaty yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, a little 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 muggy in the men's room. Yeah. <laughs> now you guys have always been great and really supportive, and, oh. and I always love talking with you. I, I'll, I'm always available for a chit chat. Awesome, except during presidential debates. <laughs> except during presidential debates. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, real quick, uh, speaking of conventions, uh, what conventions are you going to be appearing at this year? Just so uh, in uh, case people want to track you down. Yeah, just San 
Diego for me this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had to take off all the other shows because with the work and the baby. So I will be at San Diego, and I will be giving away um, ash cans for Last Days of American Crime uh, with Alex Maleev and uh, Greg Ducchini at uh, the Radical Booth and signing a bunch of stuff at Marvel. And we'll have uh, announced my new Marvel projects by then and hopefully have some preview stuff to show. And um, I'll be at IDW pushing Nightmare and Blackheart Billy and... And the Dark Horse doing the Fear Agent and League Gigantic push. So just okay. sort of a chilled out weekend. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a yeah. relaxed weekend. Bouncing around seeking validation. For yeah. Sur- and, and surfing. <laughs> we'll surf. Love me. <laughs> Do you like me? Do you? Really? <laughs> Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Remender, always a pleasure. You uh, you enjoy that time with the new baby. Tell uh, tell Danny that we send her our best as well, and congratulations on, on all the great work that you're doing, man. Will do. Awesome, guys. Thanks. Take care. All right. Talk to you later, Rick. Bye, Rick. All right. I want to thank Mr. Rick Remender. Always good to talk to uh, Rick Remender, Mr. Mr. Remenda. So yes. go yes. Go, uh, go pick up some Fear Agent trades. <laughs> you love that Fear Agent. That's a great book. I, I'm, I'm gonna you I'm gonna that. miss I'm gonna miss that book. But yeah, uh, yeah it's too bad that he's getting you know paid. Yeah, and his baby his baby can eat. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> hey, but you know the baby only... can read me Fear Agent stories, and that's okay. <laughs> Then everything will work out. <laughs> then everything will work out live. just fine. So, no, I'm just, very, I'm just very put happy. A, just imagine a cowboy hat and a jetpack on the Punisher, and you'll be fine. You're Man, I, I want so bad for Tony to, to work in some sort of little uh, fear agent Easter egg into into Punisher. Well, I mean, he kind of did with Ghost Rider. I mean, yeah, he had uh, the Western, or not the Western, the trucker uh, ghost yeah. riders. I mean, Which is so, so fear agent to do that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, but I'm, I'm very happy for, uh, for Rick and, and his, uh, his success and the addition to his family. That's, that's great. And his wife, Danny is a very, very nice gal. So that's uh, happy for the remenders. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, get some voicemails and some, some emails Holy here. Uh, we have, uh, uh, voicemail, voicemail. And if you would like to call the show, you, you certainly right can. I can give time? the, uh, give the right, uh, the, <laughs> I think, oh I think God. this is the right one. Okay. Jesus check, Christ. check the website, but I believe it is Why one eight eight eight. calling me about comics? <laughs> Who, are Who are you? Who are you? Uh, one eight eight eight. You're not Marlon Brando. Who are you? One eight 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 nine seven seven five nine zero three. But d- double check if, the if, website. If this guy's Don't not take British, if he's not British, I'm, it, I'm this not is be not. Happy. This is not. This is not it's British. American. It's not, it's not Australian. American. This is actually someone who I believe had uh, had uh, voicemailed us or, or emailed oh. us before. Um, Hello, we'll around comics. It's Alan from the cornfields of Southern Illinois. And that would be Robinson, Illinois. Um, American. About 30 miles south of US 70. So <laughs> I figure any place where it takes you 45 minutes to get to an interstate is as rural as it gets. Um, Shit. And just called, I uh, want to tell you, I like the show. And Tom, yes, I know you're reading old comics, but I've never read them. And I really enjoy listening to you um, snark about them. It, you always get a laugh out of me. So it's a lot of snark. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Thanks. Bye. So, so does, he even, does he even. Well, 
How, how does it, if he's 45 minutes from a freeway, how does he get comics, period? I, I had, I had, que- I had questioned, Alan had emailed us, I believe, Drop, and said drops. that he was from Southern <laughs> Illinois. Drops. He Air said drops. he was from Southern Illinois, and I questioned his Southern uh, Illinois. You and your uh, weird, well, like, regional... <laughs> did, he, well, did he flash you like a gang signal? Well, you, ever chase, you ever chase a raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Southern, Southern Illinois, son. No, I, you I, never I, chased I, a raccoon I, with pine I had the disclaimer that, that unless you're from south of Mount Vernon, that's uh-huh. technically not Southern Illinois, but Robinson, Illinois I was, is, is... Like I said, it, anything south of 45th. <laughs> Southern Illinois. I was laughing at last week's episode... When Chris was all proud because uh, watching PBS, no, no, because of uh, uh, what's his name, Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk from, and I, I just kept thinking, I'm like, wouldn't that just make you depressed, not proud? I mean, you went to the same college, and he's a big famous star, and you're not. Doesn't that kind of? I mean, I don't know why you would trumpet a guy that's gone <laughs> to the same college as you and been so much more successful than you are. That guy, that guy beat me know. up. That guy beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like. I don't. I don't know. I, I just was wondering. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Alan is from Robinson, which is kind of equidistant between like St. Louis, Chicago, and and uh, Indianapolis. He's in the fucking so. sticks. It yeah, he's in the sticks. That's where the fucking dragon shows up. In the of <laughs> Nobody knows what goes you on can down nuke there. that fucking yeah. man. Nobody <laughs> even noticed. Oh, I was gonna say they did in Kingdom Come. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. the yeah. But Alan, yes, you have you have Southern Illinois and cred. It, for, take it for for what it's worth. That. So. Uh, Nickel and apparently listens to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure that's not much else to do in Robinson, Illinois. So that's I don't know. So, but know. but th- thank, you, thank, you heartland, com- thank you, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Fucking Heartland. Along the Robinson, it'll play anywhere. Along the theme of uh, of Fester being our only our only caller because I had uh, how given- did Fester. Uh, Learn how to dial a phone? No, <laughs> I mean, like, if he kept giving out the wrong number, yeah. he must like, have went to the website. He's the only guy that went to the website. website. But, but yeah. here, here's, a, here's another one. So I was uh, hearing something on the show there that uh, apparently only Fester <laughs> listens to around comics. People take well, offense. Now, the great Ulysses Antosaro <laughs> also listens to around comics. <laughs> And that's all you need. Ulysses. Is, is, is he drunk or a <laughs> foreigner? It's or is he a drunk foreigner? Sounded drunk. I maybe, don't know. Maybe. but so, We mostly yes. get drunk. Ulysses. Parolees. <laughs> yeah. We're big in prison. We're, We're huge. Big in we have prison. giant in prison. Way, wayward homes. Yeah. You know, halfway, halfway houses. houses. Yeah, that's... Yeah, We're, We're huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, all so. these places. Anywhere we're disaffected, like, teens. You know what's funny? Th- just t- talking about, like, we're... Because you know you can go in, we can look at our stats and find out where like a lot of our downloads and stuff come from. Yeah. And there's a website out there that, for the last six months or more, has been the number one place that our show's been downloaded from. Mm-hmm. And I've Prison, gone to prisonlistening.com. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is because it's it's Japanese or really? Chinese. Ah. It's yeah, I, I don't know what it is because I go there and it's I can't understand it because I don't. Speak the language, weird. read the language. And, yeah, and I'm weird. like, what is like, go- why so- that? If you're listening why? to us through this Japanese state, send us, tell us what it is. It's very strange. It's I like, don't know. It's like secondhandjapanesepanties.com. That's what it is. It's probably it's like, called like stupidfuckingamericans.org. <laughs> well, the website's like Soso or Moso or yeah, something so-so. like Soso.com. Yeah. And yeah, it's I noticed, very so strange. It's very. Well, I, if I you listen no to idea. us through Soso, send us uh, send an us, email. Yeah, no, no, it's not that, like Hello Kitty Pikachu stuff in it. You know, or, like Mecca, <laughs> Mecca, no Mecca robot. emails. I'm thinking it's like maybe it's Chinese and it's you know like communists trying to 
find out about American culture. Are we are we toppling communism maybe, in China? Maybe we are. We're, our freedom of speech. Or we're, you know, kind of building them up. Well, I don't know. One way or the <laughs> other. Whoever will get that money. Way, yeah. <laughs> we're, having an, we're having an influence in one way. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they shouldn't so, have been protesting in Tiananmen Square. <laughs> oh, God, 20 years Tom, ago. Can you believe that? that? The, come on. Whoever really? gives us money. <laughs> Communists want to advertise. You are hardcore. Capitalism, my friend. All right, so there's some voicemails. Here's, here's an email, and if Two you want points. to email the show, you can do so at info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, please put uh, listener feedback in the subject line for me. It says, hey guys, I love your show and listen to it from work, Thank as you. well as doing chores around the house, which is most of the time. I'm Aww. thinking that he's perhaps Aww. married. You poor bastard. Um, you <laughs> mentioned <laughs> that <laughs> you mentioned that this is, this, see, this is the funny part. You mentioned that you put on your site the subject of the next podcast every Tuesday, I believe. <laughs> yeah, two and a half years yeah, ago we did but that. But try as I might, I cannot find it. <laughs> no, Can you please don't. indicate where I may find it at aroundcomics.com. <laughs> Thanks for keep anyway. up the good work. And I think that's from a Roger C. So, yeah, Roger, I think that you started at the at the beginning of Around Comics and are yeah, working your way forward. So, in a couple years, whenever you listen to this episode, <laughs> you will have gone through many format changes. So just, you've been hiatus, angry, yeah. Yeah. You quit for a while. If you make it to this episode, yeah. you've gone through a lot. Yeah, you'll so. find out that we don't we don't do topics we any longer. Yeah, we'll, we just get together. And yeah, talk. Roger, we ran out of topics after yeah. about there's forty t- episodes. There's ten. There's ten topics, and we did them. We covered them all. Covered them all. Uh, we moved on. Yeah, yeah. We're good. So yeah, that kind of. And then he's going to listen to this. Up. He's going to. Well, I assume he'll be listening to this in a hover car. In the <laughs> I'm going to send another email. I'll send a mind mail. That is the weird thing is that people can listen to old episodes and to them it's new, Brand but new. to us we recorded it. I don't even remember it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. Maybe we should take those down or something. You know, it's yeah. going to be weird when one of you is hit by a car. What then, are you, <laughs> Jesus? What do you mean when? <laughs> Which one of us? Do you have a vision or something? I was, I was, you know, I was a little worried about the whole Mexico trip that I wasn't going to be able to come back, yeah. and uh, uh, it's not funny. It's it's kind of fucking scary. Is that uh, if you saw all the stuff that happened in Acapulco uh, a couple weeks ago? That was like a mile from where we were staying, and it was like a four hour gunfight. And Damn like it! Eighteen people Damn died. Hey. No, no, that's <laughs> not that you would be hurt, but just the idea that we may, you know, you could have been I stuck down there, and we could have gotten you on the phone and. Hear the panic I in your should voice. have been much more clear. I wouldn't want anything to happen to you. <laughs> I traded uh, I traded price for accuracy. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, Tom. Thanks. You should have been more clear on when you were going to be there. <laughs> it's all right, though. We'll move on. All right. Tell you what's the... Uh, ever forward. What's that? <laughs> thanks, That's thanks. our motto. Good, good to know ever I'm forward. loved. Let's wrap this puppy up. Any uh, more email? No more emails? Um, no, no, no more for this one. Uh, right. Yes, yes. Uh, send us more emails. I thought we got like three or four this week. Uh, I think there's... Oh, there's they're, they're mostly uh, death threats, really. We're always pushing emails ahead one week. Where did they all go? Chris never wants to read more than one. He wants we'll, to do one we'll, email. We'll, we'll, ca- we'll, catch, we'll up, catch it up next week, we'll and we never up, do. We'll catch up on <laughs> yeah. emails. We never do. This, we got to call Rick Remender. We got to talk to... That email probably did come a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we <should've>, yeah. <laughs> he just got to it now. Exactly. pushing it ahead one week. <laughs> we'll get to it next week. We'll get to it we'll next, get week. To it next Jesus, week. Jesus, why would anybody email us? Should I buy the first issue of... Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. How about that, that 92 World Series? Yeah. yeah 
We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. And there was a very cool um, uh, interview with Jim McLaughlin at Newsarama. But by the time you listen to this, they'll all be dead. So don't worry about it. Oh, no. oh, that's terrible. You're right. listening to this. It's a waste. The world is a wasteland. Yeah. It's you and the cockroaches. You are you the resistance. The Good Lord, it's like the the late shift in here. It's the CBQ guys have come in, and Brandon. Jose was already here. Tom Stillwell just came Good in. Lord. It's Fuck. People wanting to go out tonight. I want to go um, home. Hey, uh, iTunes Music Reviews. I'm not complaining. Yeah. Oh, geez. you are. You are. Not. I am complaining. It's complaining. been like two weeks since we got an iTunes music. Well, review. maybe we just haven't put out very good shows. Everyone who's written one for around comics should write around for uh, Tom versus, versus the, the Flash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and vice versa. I'm sure they. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe not. We might have people. Maybe maybe not. Not. I've got 194. I'm, I'm steaming ahead, full force. You gonna pass us up? Yeah, I, I plan on it. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I mean, it's better. It's a better show. I got like, we got like one on League of Nobles. Oh, I need to leave you guys a review. One. I think I we have one review. Really? Was it good? Yeah, it was a good review. Yeah. I don't know how. Well, it was like written before the. Uh, Did they write it before an episode came out? No, the primer had come out. The primer episode. That's had weird. Come out. Someone mm-hmm. wrote one for uh, Tom vs. the Flash when I first started before, like. It was available. They, no, they said they didn't even listen to the first <laughs> They one. just assumed it would be good. <laughs> and they gave me four stars, which like, I thought was kind of unfair. <laughs> name, not that I can, was complain about the four stars, but the fact that... Why not five? <laughs> yeah, you've really... I didn't even earn that. And I'm, I could have a five. I could right. be a one. You know, you why not just yeah, four stars? Why, why can't you just take the compliment, say thank you, mom, and move on? Well, because most of the others were fives, and I'm sure that, that, was sort of <laughs> that your mom was your, perfect. Your, your mom was giving other people fives. Have you got any bad reviews? No, it's no it, bad. Yeah, all good. They're all good. That's solid. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's weird to think of writing a review and specifically mention that you haven't listened to it. Yeah, I don't know where. Well, who knows? They listen to your show, Tom. Who knows what the fuck I mean, You want to talk about a fucking halfway house crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Guys that will listen to you talking yeah. about old we'll Silver Age Flash? Guys. Yeah. You We're know, yeah. they're just trying to find things to do so they don't fucking slit their wrists. Yeah, right exactly. This is a culture of fans that are predisposed to judging things before they come out. It's a bunch of people, you know, who don't, their shoelaces, are, their shoes are all Velcro because they can't have shoelaces. <laughs> no belts. No belts. Yeah. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. the type of crowd. It's all right. They're captive audience. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere them. for at least love, three or four I years. Love, I love them more than they love themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking, you mentioned uh, uh, Tom versus the Flash and the League of Nobodies. The League of Nobodies will have another episode episode out here as soon as I can on, edit it. Uh, uh, 1985. 1985, Marvel. Yes. You yeah, guys have Frank, a real or, uh, Mark a Miller? cornucopia of American dialect and one British person. Yeah, we have uh, we have me, which I don't know what my dialect is. I, I don't know if I really call it like a Chicago. Chicago suburb. It? Yeah. yeah, it's not really. Yeah. And then you got oh. Scotty that's kind of like half Southern drifter, southern, southern hobo. Hit, yeah. I call it southern like I've been on a train to right. the south. <laughs> then you have Braxton who's sort of like Real Comical, south, comically south. Yeah, like southern, uh, Joe. You know, what's y'all? Southern Wait, idiot, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's really southern slow. Southern yeah. slow. Southern slow. He's, he's got he's got grits in his accent. 
what y'all what, what y'all think of this here yeah. bound book and then uh, and then yeah there's matt who's uh i can't understand half of what he says anyway <laughs> it's uh yeah it's all british it's guy weird yeah like, it's just but it's a good group. Yeah. It's a Harry we're Potter. having fun with it. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, me and Vince and David and Wood on eleven o'clock mm. comics every every Friday. My so. favorite comic book podcast. Really? Yeah, it's the only one I listen to. Wow. Other than ours. Yeah. When I'm not on. <laughs> Whenever you're not on. So. Oh, well, cool. Listen to ours I, I, I I feel honored then. Yeah. Well, thank you. We, we, well, we, it's not you. I know. I know. Actually, I, me, I, I know. when I listen, I, I just I wish Chris would just shut up so I can listen to the other guys talk. I listen to Chris talk all the time. <laughs> I like how you said, I wish they, they'd kick you off that show. I like how you said comic book fans are stupid. Like you pretty <laughs> much just came out and said comic book fans are stupid. I've said that, but I've. Uh, I've said that, but never on the air. I would never. That is there. that is my Mister Hyde cast. This is my Doctor Jekyll. It's <laughs> I don't know what they put in your bourbon. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say the the pornographic uh, descriptions of the liquor that you guys are drinking. I could almost yeah. never make it past that. Actually, I'm like okay, you know I'm, I'm really, drunk just from listening to that. I think the anger comes from the loneliness of it being a Skype cast. Yes, like four men sitting by themselves, dark room, naked. Like, I can see that. Yeah, we kind of have that issue with the uh, League of Nobodies. You know, doing Skype. a Skype cast because it, it's, it's different. Di- yeah, it's it different. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah. You're just constantly not trying to talk over somebody. You know. Yeah, or which is here in Braxton's case, you're constantly trying to talk over something. (laughs) Well, well, how can I tell if y'all are talking? (laughs) Uh, I I plug this computer. All right, Windy City Comic Con. Uh, check it out, WindyCityComicCon.com. Uh, it was Saturday, September 19th. 80 creators, 20 vendors, a day I'll be of, married. A day of fun. Holy shit, you will be. You will be oh. married. When's the bachelor party? That is an issue that's... Uh, Up in the air? It's just going to involve drinking oh, during a day fun. someplace. Oh, okay. Somewhere in Chicago, I think. Cool. Make a, we like should a do a bachelor game. party cast we should i'm gonna make the whole summer a bachelor party <laughs> all the way to september yeah, yeah we should do oh speaking of uh baseball game uh our, yeah. our next well uh, two episodes our, our next episode will be our, our 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 book club and then the episode after that next monday will be a very different uh, type of episode it's going to be our, our, our second annual road trip episode so coming to you from the road so look forward to that as on we the head road on again I'm, I'm picking out all like, road trip music i'm, I'm gonna have holiday I'm, road i'm gonna email Tony and Jason Aaron, and I'm going to have them get me some good truck driving music. Truck driving music? And we'll do Is all. there such thing as good truck driving music? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, know. yeah. This is it just Waylon Jennings? Isn't that pretty much? I got a lot driving? of Waylon Jennings at oh, home. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to throw the hammer down. Great big you know, the, boy, if, there was, if there was one thing that would get me to go back and edit this show again, it's Chris's choice. I know that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to pick the worst possible fucking music I on the planet. Good. So I've been good. I'll just finally go. All right, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit the shows again, but it's not gonna happen. I know. I see. I know. I'm I'm not, I know it's not gonna no happen. What so what kind of shit you pick? Conway Twitty. Oh, <clears> best <throat> best tweeter username. Conway, Conway tweet. Conway tweeter. I just cracked up. I think I'm over Twitter already. Really? Yeah. I haven't been on it in like two weeks. I haven't really posted much on it. You missed some awesome stuff. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I go back on it. Well, Rob, you 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 tweet? Yeah, yeah. I just I just joined up. In fact, I I tweet. uh, Let me see. I have it hooked up so my tweets go directly to my Facebook. So I don't even. I, you know, it's all it's all one way, but yeah, no, I do it. It, Cool. It's 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 interesting, and I get to. um, Again, I do a lot of movie set stuff, and there's not a lot to do on movie sets it's a lot of dead time 
So it's just me like waiting for Brandon Routh. Yeah, for you know we never we didn't even talk about that tonight. No, we can we're do gonna, that later. We're gonna have to have you. We're gonna have to have you back again. Uh, talk about uh, you know some of your adventures in journalism. Yeah, and uh, what what's the what's the name of the movie that you were uh, you were reporting for to uh, from the set? I was uh, just on Jonah Hex um, in uh, mm, New Megan Orleans Fox. with uh, Megan Yum. Fox and Josh Brolin. Sorry. And, they say that out loud that I come up and then Megan Fox. Next next week I'm going on um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then I think that's it for a while. Then Harry Potter in March. Wow! So in England, someplace. You need an assistant? Possibly. All right. Possibly. We'll see. Got my email. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Let's. Uh, Chris let's in England would be awesome. <laughs> oh God, he'd be asking for biscuits. A you guys got game. biscuits and gravy here? Oh come on! Where can I watch a baseball game? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my! <laughs> What's up with yeah, the, yeah, I would. He's from the colony. I would, it would be like watching. Uh, Bizarro Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would the, be. The thing is, you know, I would ask, I would, watch I, me a baseball game. I would ask for biscuits and gravy, and they would be like, "Why would you put gravy on a cookie?" Yeah, because that's a biscuit. Or, thing. or why would you put uh, um, tomato juice and clam juice in beer? That's him. Yeah, no, I listened to the last episode. Okay. I, I almost threw up. Basically, endlessly, yeah, just constant. <laughs> You'd be well. like, I'm just saying, they, they use it a lot. All I want to do is watch a baseball game. <laughs> that's, that's, you got no baseball over here? You got no baseball? It's all soccer. You got a Bud Light? Is there Bud Light here? This ain't football. What is this? I almost got in a fight with a British guy. Or no, actually, he was Irish. The other night he was yeah, he would be British then. Yes, he would be British. Yeah, yeah. Uh, insulting football. But I held my tongue. Yeah, what's the problem with that? I don't, he just thought it was exciting. Well, no, he was. We were we were watching a hockey game, but uh, he was wearing. Yeah, but he was wearing some soccer team. I can't remember Manchester United oh, or something. God. Yeah, he's and uh, I'm an Irish Manchester Man, Man U fan. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like uh, someone from Southern Illinois wearing a Yankees jersey. I will be offended and agree with you at the same time by saying that. That's true, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I would yeah, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, I like the Yankees. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. He just we were talking. I was asking him about uh, soccer or football, as he calls it, football, <laughs> as they call it, football, whatever. Um, but I don't, he said something about how American football is just stupid or something, and I, I don't know, uh, I'm not gonna get into it, whatever. And then you got into a three point uh, stance. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when's the next World Cup? So like I can see all the. Bicycle hipsters in Chicago pretend that they care about soccer, soccer yeah. once every four years. I once spent. <laughs> well, no, this guy was actually. I mean, he's. I mean, I know he's Ireland. Ireland. No, no, he was. I know he is. No, he, he, <laughs> he really was. was. He's an Irish asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah he's a real yeah. Irish asshole. Yeah, Not I mean, a fake soccer's Irish boring. Asshole. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. Not compared to cricket. Well, <laughs> cricket goes on for fucking days. Yeah, six if there days. was drinking involved, I think it would be a great you know pastime. That's right. I think I saw like Paul Cornell tweeting about. Cricket, cricket this yeah, week. Yeah, no, that was in the Captain Jesus. Britain annual, too. There was an entire... It was like the when the X-Men would play a basketball game or a baseball game on a day off, uh, uh, Captain Britain's team plays cricket on their day off. So, yeah, <laughs> of, course yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Like, there's like 22 do. pages of just explaining the rules. Is that what uh, it is? Something about wickets and shit. There's no real rules. They make <laughs> it up. They make it up. <laughs> an amazing... I had a friend who um, was studying Ghana. 
uh, the African country for grad school, and the only radio he could pick up was BBC World Service. <laughs> And the only sports they talked about was cricket, and he couldn't figure out what was going on. One day, he'd be like, oh, it's a ter- oh, it's terrible. It has- the UK is down by 200 to Pakistan. Then the next day, he'd be like, incredible, they just scored 300. And he's like, how does this happen? It's just the same game. It's been like, they stopped to have tea, and then they're like, well, we'll just meet up tomorrow and keep going. That's not a sport. It's like how six you- days. Six yeah, days for yeah. some of these. And he was like, I still didn't figure it out, but it was very- terribly exciting, according to people on the BBC World Service. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice. All right, Mr. Elder, uh, where can we uh, find your find your works coming up? You obviously a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, Wizard, you're on the yeah. movie beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wizard, the new issue is out with a what is it? A um, a preview of uh, the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm at robelder.com or robertkelder.com. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you come back sometime. Yeah, anytime you guys ask. All right, I, I want to hear some of the some of the the movie set dirt and and all that good stuff. Yeah. You, had, you actually had uh, good stuff to say about uh, Brandon Routh. You said that guy was just a, he's a fucking machine. Yeah, like, like every and again, I'm, we're, I will I'll tell you this whole story again later. But uh, I'm on the set of this movie, and they they bring him chicken and ribs every like. Three or four hours, just because. Ser- no, seriously, what? seriously, Why? seriously. <laughs> well, just just because. Uh, again, you have to f- when you have metabolism and you're Seven six foot, foot tall, tall yeah. and and you're. I don't have that problem. No, no metabolism. We still have people bring us chicken and ribs yeah, every three hours. hours. <laughs> but I'm not for very different reasons. Yes. Brandon Routh is getting chicken and ribs every three hours. Just burning off calories. That's what Superman there. eats. I'm going to hit smoking Woody's on the way home. Thanks for reminding me. There you go. There you go. All right. I want to thank uh, Mark at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles for us <laughs> as always. Tom, Sal, ass. our special guest, uh, Robert K. Elder, uh, Mr. Rick Remender, as always, for joining us. So, uh, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend we'll be back uh, a little bit later this week uh talking swamp thing and then next swamp week thing. from uh, from on the swamp. road on the road again you, you, yep. should, you should talk about swamp thing with the southern draw swamp thing, swamp swamp thing. thing. I, like, I really like swamp thing <laughs> i like that swamp thing you know alan moore that's alan moore cat in the meantime in between time in between your time we'll be everywhere in on the round comics Cricket, soccer, British, I, you know, I don't think it's soccer. It's like worse than the. Well, I and the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2009.